We've Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Monday afternoon, I'm Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk on AM1600, KIVA, BQ.FM, rockoftalk.com, 550-5500, Roku TV, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV podcasting on Spotify, Stitcher, and SoundCloud, downloading our apps uh, directly for rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com, and for all, all important subscribers and, uh, I don't know, i got another 4,000 people who jumped in uh, today, we've got our Rock of Talk chatters, and we've got D-Dowd Muska Broadcasting live from uh, Boom Fiesta Park, uh, practically, and <laughs> and Whitefish is good. Whitefish is his dog. Fish is fine, yeah. And he had a Very pretty well. much go of it. Uh, glad to have you back. Was worried about you there, kid. Uh, thanks a lot, and I, I do apologize for being a little a little AWOL. Uh, almost exactly one week ago, the cancer operation was scheduled. Uh, the dog is fine, and and the humans who were in much worse shape than the dog. <laughs> doing well <laughs> as well. So well, uh, you back at work, you love yeah, your dog. And she is, and she also she's a therapy dog, and she sees patients every on an almost daily basis. So she's it's more than about just me, even though I was you know lost in my own little world in the, the fetal position, crying most of the last week. But Aww. dog is wonderful, <laughs> and uh, yeah. the rest of us have mentally recovered, and I'm ready to get back to 100. percent In fact, uh, the Dow 3000 has already posted a brand-new analysis on rockandrock.chat. So. Okay, we'll have to get into yep. that as well this afternoon. It's yep. so wide open. The third hour will be dedicated to our debate. I'll be uh, heading on over to, I uh, believe, uh, the Ward 31 meeting. It's a big shindig, so I'm going to leave the third hour for our debate. That'll go back and forth. So the first two hours, totally uh, news and information for uh, D-Dowd, Muska, and I uh, here to kind of bounce back and forth. Uh, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, well, you probably don't, because we have so many people who are making calls and I've got some really interesting uh, statistics that have started to show up. I'm not going to share them until Friday um, because it's great data. But so many people are making calls on behalf of our campaign. Fight for 505. Thank you to all of our wonderful volunteers. Don't forget, I, uh, I'm allowing uh, equal time for any of my competitors, uh, both uh, t- who are on the ballot. That is Tim Keller as well as Manny Gonzalez. They are certainly uh, welcome to go ahead and come in. And they can also call in because I don't screen phone calls. So there's that uh, aspect of it as well. Um, and it should be a fruitful and forward-looking next 45 days. I'm super happy. Uh, I know that many of you are as well. Fightfor505.com. Uh, if you have money to give us uh, to run this campaign, we would appreciate it. Uh, we, of course, are here on radio. Uh, we do our TV via rockoftalk.tv, where I'm at, broadcasting 24 hours. Uh, our social media stuff is all out there as well. And uh, if you want to go ahead and uh, watch the video itself, go to Eddie Aragon, E-D-D-Y-A-R-A-G-O-N.com. That's Eddie, E-D-D-Y-A-R-A-G-O-N, just like it's spelled, and share that video and uh, get the stuff out there. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are less than 45 days here until we get to this election. And there's so much stuff to to talk about. I was at our protest uh, this weekend. I can't believe that we have politicized our... Reaction to the corona, and that's exactly what it is. You can't say it's following the science. Uh, you can argue with me all, all day long. One week from tonight or today, 170 hours from now, I'll be debating uh, my two competitors once again. I don't know why we're not debating more than we are, but I, I do think that it has a lot to do with my performance, my ability to communicate, 
my ability to debate and argue, and they do not want to let you know that there's a Republican in the race who is me. They do not want to let you know that there's a third person. Uh, I'm not a third person. Those two people are one. And for those of you who are making the argument that I don't stand a chance, uh, you don't know the first thing about politics and how uh, it's going. Uh, you really don't. Uh, I'm glad that we have a representation in the race. You should be happy, especially with what happened in 2020. Uh, this this election that happened in 2020, if you could even call it an election, uh, the way that it was done, uh, this is the time for us to stand up. And I'm doing it because nobody else actually uh, ha- had the balls to actually do it. So I'm doing it, and you should step to the plate. So the protesters, uh, I certainly uh, appreciate you guys being out there, the Sandia National Lab protesters. They're doing it as well. I mean, this whole thing has become a political, you know, a a hot potato in a lot of different ways. And we're coming out actually on the right side of all this. I put out uh, 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 a release this morning, Dowd. I'm sure that you enjoyed that. I mean, pretty much uh, in depth uh, of how we're attacking it. We are we're winning the argument right now. And that's the problem is this argument is being won by us, and they do not like it one bit. So we released this this morning because we wanted to go ahead and let people know to keep the faith, keep up the fight, keep pushing back. It says, uh, we are winning. Every worker is essential. Keep fighting. Democrats divide racially. Democrats divide economically, politically. We believe that every worker, every job out there is essential. New jobless rates just come out, came out. Dowd, you know how bleak it looks. We'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Work is not just a means to an end, ladies and gentlemen, but an end in and of itself. It not only puts food on the table and roofs over your heads, but it, if done well, it provides dignity, pride, and purpose. While we all agree that taxes could be lower and that the government could slim down, it didn't during that time a bit when it comes to spending, residents of New Mexico are proud to pay their share That's the price of living in a society with good schools, a strong police force, and a functioning infrastructure that keeps traffic flowing and businesses booming. The problem is that our state's COVID policies have put a stop to all of that. Workers deemed non-essential, ladies and gentlemen, have been abandoned. City and state leaders have kowtowed to the governor's office, as you've seen, especially leaders, and either turned their heads or remained tight-lipped about the havoc, the lockdowns, and the mandates that have wreaked havoc on our city the city of Albuquerque. We believe that every New Mexican is essential, that every job is essential, and that the price of shutting down businesses, putting residents out of work, and handicapping economic growth is not worth the risk of a virus that is no more threatening than the average person than a seasonal flu. Those are exactly the facts. As our opponents walk around fully vaccinated, yes, both of them, and fully masked, yes, both of them, I do not I do not wear a mask, Eddie Aragon is advocating for freedom. That's me, your mayoral candidate. I believe that every business, every school, every parent, nurse, employer, and employee has a right to decide their own future. Big front page uh, article there. You saw what Bernalillo County is doing. Where do you think they're taking their cues from right now? They understand that the tide has turned and we're leading the way. I believe in your body, your choice. That is not a radical claim, ladies and gentlemen. That is your right to your body. How do you know you're on the right side of the issue? Well, Berlio County announced it will not enforce vaccinations of county employees. What did I tell you as part of my platform or what I'm doing? No city mandatory vaccine, no mandatory masking. We can all be responsible for ourselves. 
I am the only person who literally put that in black and white in my answers directly to Jessica Dyer. I'm sure everybody took a step back and looked at that. Facing the prospect of early retirements is what they stated, and staffing shortages from those who want to make their own health decisions, county officials recently backpedaled on vaccination as a condition of employment. When did 14 days to stop the spread become three jabs to keep your job? We want every state agency, every hospital, every county, every business to exercise that same freedom, but of course it takes leadership. We have got neither leadership or vision from either of our leaders, neither Sheriff Manny Gonzalez, who actually should be prosecuted for a second-degree felony. I'll talk to you guys about that later. Or uh, our mayor of Albuquerque, uh, currently Tim Keller, who won't be in the mayor's office come December. If you're unsure about the science, here it is. Now is the time to get educated. We did that last week. We did that at the end of last week. Look at what we did in providing that Clay and Buck clip. That was so important. You, you heard that and you realize that this is not a pandemic of the unvaccinated, that this is actually, ladies and gentlemen, a pandemic of the vaccinated. The viral load is 251 times, 251 times for those people who are vaccinated and they're not even actually getting vaccinated when they get COVID-19 with a vaccination for the Delta variant. This alarmist type of talk in this city needs to stop and stop now. Saturday night, you saw 107,000 people at the Penn State Nittany Lions game. That game was sold out two weeks ahead of time. It was a complete and total wideout. No masking, and they didn't check your papers to come in for vaccine. And ladies and gentlemen, they had themselves a great time watching a football game while they were yelling, F Joe Biden, F Joe Biden, F Joe Biden. So if you're unsure of the science, ladies and gentlemen, now's the time to get educated. Listen to this radio show. Listen to what we talk about. We've talked about uh, Dr. Eden. We have been defying their science for the real science that has been out there. If you're unsure, it's because they don't have the science and they don't have the answers. The data has already shown that the viral load of the vaccinated is equal or in excess of the unvaccinated. Your best, your best attempt at shutting this down is your body's natural immunity and taking care of your health, making sure that you get plenty of water, making sure that you are doing good to go ahead and preserve your own health. Common sense tells you that this is basic biology. When you tinker with nature, you alter nature's trajectory. This is the only explanation of why New Mexico has more cases today than we did before there was even vaccinations. We've compared those two numbers, and I know that we've got uh, Dr. X, who is uh, who has uh, emailed both of us today down. We'll get into a little bit more. He is absolutely, he's angry about the propaganda. He yeah, is absolutely yeah. angry about the propaganda. So for the record, we don't want to prohibit vaccines. That's not the message that's coming out. You need to understand that. Vaccinating and masking is a choice, if you think that's a vaccine, that is. Vaccinating and masking is a choice every American, every New Mexican should be free to choose for themselves. From businesses to schools to individuals, we advocate the right of choice and the right to choose in everything. It's called, ladies and gentlemen, informed consent. We simply believe that Americans who are informed of the effects of the vaccine and who are aware of the potential ramifications should have the same freedoms not to vaccinate as those who choose to vaccinate. 
Remember, it was Dr. Anthony Fauci himself, ladies and gentlemen, who said last year that the quote-unquote typical mask you buy in a drugstore is not really effective in keeping out the virus, which is small enough to pass through the material that is there. We're following the science, and the science says that vaccinating and masking will not protect you. In fact, it won't protect you. Washington's most elite scientists have already declared that it is no longer a pandemic. It's now endemic, meaning it will be with us forever, just as the seasonal flu is now. So if they're right, and we trust the actual science, so let's assume they are for just a moment. Then we need to let New Mexicans get back to the work of providing for their families, building our economy, paving our roads, delivering our food, servicing our vehicles, caring for the less fortunate. We need to let New Mexicans get back to work, and we need a mayor in Albuquerque who will fight, and that is me, and I love to fight. The governor's mandates are the one thing that we have to fight, and at the city level especially, to ensure that every resident can experience the dignity, pride, and purpose that comes with the hard work that they so choose that they want to do. Time why we reopen our state. It's time we have a mayor in New Mexico's most populated city. That's Albuquerque. Setting the tone for the future of the state. Folks, we put out our campaign video. You guys have seen it. I know that you are excited about it. You can go to eddiearagon.com, and if you have uh, yet to hear it, I'm going to go ahead and uh, play for uh, play it all for you right now. And uh, if you feel moved to go ahead and jump on board with us, and we hope that you do, we want you to go to our website, fightfor505.com. That's fightfor505.com. Who wants to take back this city? Who wants to fight for the 505? We have been left without hope for too long. The last 10 years, your neighbors and friends are out there bragging, wow, Albuquerque sucks, I'm going to leave. No, 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 this is our home. Guess what, I don't talk about that. When I'm traveling, when I'm on a plane, a train, wherever I'm meeting people, they're from someplace else, I cannot wait to talk about the city that I love, the place where I'm from, and an entire culture and history and food. I cannot stop bragging about the places that I want to tell people to go and what to do. We're proud of our state. We're proud of our city. We're not going to let it get put down anymore by people who want to run their agendas. I realize that the mayor's office can be a dead-end political job. That's perfect for me because I have no political ambitions. I just want to live in a better city. We can't shudder and cower and wait for COVID to shut us down. Or, oh, it's too dangerous outside. I'm not going to go outside. The crime is too bad. We don't know what to think of our city in our state anymore. We can change all that with this campaign. Hey, I'm with the Eddie Aragon campaign. I want to tell you about a guy who's beloved generation in Mexico. His parents are here. He loves this place. He came back because he loves it. He talks about five things. He talks about city. He talks about crime. He talks about COVID. If you could shut down in your house, he talks about commerce. He talks about business. And most of all, he talks about corruption. And he's going to make the city a better place. Stand behind me. I will get behind you. Let's take this city back. Thank you all for being here. Don't forget to tell your friends, family, and your world what your favorite radio station is. The Rock of Talk at abq.fm and AM 1600 KIVA. The Kiva, here in Albuquerque. Music is the great communicator on MakeUsGodlyAgain.com. Sometimes we just need a pick-me-up. MakeUsGodlyAgain.com. 
Ready for some adventure? Then explore our new array of Lear's superior camper shells and tonneau covers at Smith's Ultimate Linings. Fiberglass base rails, trimless edges, DuPont automotive finish. Enjoy safety and superior advantages Lear offers. We'll even take $100 off with a purchase of a shell and liner. Visit our website at smithsultimate.com or call us at 505-332-1403 to begin your journey today with Smith's Ultimate Lining. Albuquerque-based Pluma Construction Systems provides a full suite of commercial construction services and residential remodeling. Pluma Construction is a service-disabled, veteran-owned small business. Visionary Tony Robbins said, Setting goals is the first step in turning the invisible into the visible. Whether you are training to run a marathon, starting a new business, or training soldiers, you need to be committed to making that vision a reality. Set clear goals. Be determined and purposeful in achieving them. Back it all up with unshakable self-confidence. If you radiate enthusiasm and are truly excited about what you're doing, people will be naturally drawn to you. The other final ingredient is humility. Proverbs 16.9 says, In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. In the grand plan of life, if you are spiritually grounded, you will have success because you know who you are and that there is a God and you are not Him. This Leadership Minute was brought to you by Pluma Construction Systems. To discuss your construction project, call 505-345-0755 or visit plucys.com. I'm Nancy Giblin, owner of Sugar Hollow, a boutique residential assisted living community in the historic Albuquerque Country Club neighborhood. Dedicated to exceptional care for your loved one, Sugar Hollow provides daily wellness activities that engage the mind, body, and spirit. Join us for Happy Hour Fridays, Sugar Hollow style, featuring local musicians playing tunes your loved ones will recognize and enjoy. Visit Sugar Hollow by calling 270-0801. Boutique style assisted living, 270-0801. Hey, it's Eddie Aragon. The staff at ABQ Guns stands for your Second Amendment rights, but they believe other freedoms are under attack by the governor's orders. Small businesses are bearing the weight of those health orders, and ABQ Guns believes... She owns our state's economic collapse. ABQ Guns urges you to shop local for firearms, ammo, and accessories. Stop by the shop in Riverside Plaza, on Coors, north of Montano, or visit shop.abqguns.com. ABQ Guns, defenders of your freedom. This is Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. Glad to be here with you to help your business. And right now, businesses are in desperate need of cash flow. Many businesses aren't going to make it through this crisis without a solution. Michael Trujillo has that solution. Host of Your Money Matters, 1130 a.m. on Saturday. Michael, how can you help these businesses get cash flow today? Well, Eddie, all they have to do is pick up the phone, give us a call, and we can help them with that cash flow because we have many different federal programs that businesses can qualify for. But more importantly, we we also have over 100 lenders on hand ready to go ahead and provide these loans to businesses so that they can continue when we are open again for business. Let's help your small business today, folks. If you own a car dealership, commercial real estate, you have a restaurant, how about a funeral home, software development firms, engineering firm, plumbing and heating, you name it, Michael can help you. 856-1171, 856-1171, or you can email him directly, michael at michaeltrujillo.com. That's michael at michaeltrujillo.com. 
Want the honesty, affordability, and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family-owned and operated since 1973, for all your plumbing needs. Reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Laguna, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast and reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. Jump around. Jump up, jump up, and get down. All right, a little uh, jump around there from the House of Pain. Other people might have their uh, their format or their radio show called House of This, House of That. This is the House of Pain, and we uh, deliver it to you each and every day, and to the listeners of uh, this great and beautiful state. It's very, if you feel inspired, and you I mean, you were, you guys are donating, you guys are jumping on board, you guys are signing up to be volunteers, go to fightfor505.com. That's fightfor505.com. That certainly uh, gets uh, doubt excited. That's, that, that Irish rap, you love that stuff, don't you? <laughs> we're hardcore. We're hardcore. Uh, so I got a text message, and so you have to understand that there's lots of liars and people who are going to tell you misinformation. And so they want to bury you and submerge you in false things. So I'm the only Republican who's running for mayor of Albuquerque. That n- needs to be clear. Um, Manny is running as far right as he possibly can because he didn't get the money. And remember, he has Black Lives Matter who's running his campaign. And he also has another operative by the name of Jay McCluskey. Now, I don't, I don't have a bone to pick with Jay McCluskey. I, I really didn't. But uh, what's really interesting is Jay McCluskey and his candidates have been doing whatever they can to go ahead and, you know, wrap their arms around Manny as much as they possibly can as their candidates. And it's really unnecessary. And I think it's a it's an unforced error for those Republicans who have decided to go ahead and come out. And it's it really is. It's going to make these Republicans look bad. And I don't think that any of them actually care because Brad Winter, he's retired. Like nobody cares about Brad Winter. He was um, Susanna Martinez's uh, go-to guy for, I think he had like two jobs at one time. Didn't he work like city council and the secretary of education, Dowd? Uh, Eddie, at one time he had three public sector sources of income. Uh, And in fact, I singled him out in a piece I wrote in in the Santa Fe paper a number of years ago as exactly the kind of Republicans that the party really needs to move beyond in order to really be relevant in New Mexico. So uh, Manny is touting dinosaur Republicans from the old guard to come in. And, you know, this it's just a wasted shot. It just really is. And then you've got, uh, you know, Trudy Jones. Trudy Jones has no desire whatsoever to run for city council. again. Now, I've spent some time with Trudy, went to her house. I think it was her house. I don't know. To go stump and do all the stuff for CD1, I think. I thought her and I really hit it off. This was not something that I would ever come and ask her her endorsement for because I don't really need her endorsement. She's on her way out as it is. Um, she doesn't really hold any keys or any power uh, as it is. So I was happy to just say, hey, you know what? Don't worry, Trudy. You can do whatever you want. You don't have to step in. But she decided to go ahead and step in it. <laughs> and she jumps in. And again, another type of Republican that you don't really need to. Uh, uh, this is a tax-raising Republican. You've seen the bonds that uh, she's advocated for. I believe that she also, if I'm not mistaken, Trudy Jones voted for the Albuquerque Rapid Transit. She did as indeed. Well. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then uh, she's all about the gun buybacks as well. So, you know, this is not a person who, uh, you know, is really to be taken seriously in any way, shape or form. I'll do what I can to try and work with her. But she's shown that uh, she is not willing to work with 
Republicans, bona fide Republicans. And I think that that's uh, the second one. And the uh, third one, well, there is Bill Ream, who's chairing the Managed Finance Committee for the Republicans out there. You don't have to worry about him. I mean, the guy is essentially a Democrat, uh, n- no different than what you've been getting. Uh, you got that with the energy transition and the pot passaging of, of Mark Moore's as your quote unquote Republican. The only two Republicans that are elected here. I, I want to reiterate uh, to each and every one of you, it's really unnecessary to try and work with the other side. They are not willing to work with you. And the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. 86 years of Democrat domination in the House, 79 years uh, in the Senate. This is not the solution that we need. I can tell you there's a lot of people who have said, Eddie, if you don't win this race, if you don't win, we're out of here. There's nothing left for me here in Albuquerque because you're our last hope. You're the conservative that we listen to every single day. You're the person who's continually out there. Uh, People need to understand that they've got to get behind you. And I'm like, yeah, and I'm 11th generation with 12th generation here. And I got to say, you know, I'm starting to listen to these guys, which they're laying it all uh, out on the line. And that's a good thing. The last person is a a funnier one because he was a direct appointee of Susanna Martinez. And that would be one Wayne Johnson, uh, who is now has nothing to do with Bernalillo County. He's in Sandoval County, despite being a a commissioner. And I, I like Wayne enough. Not sure why he decided to wade in the waters uh, of all this. So I'm going to just kind of uh, throw this out uh, for each and every one of you. Um, And this is, I think, you know, for all of you who need to hear it. These are all anti-life Republicans. They are not pro-life Republicans who decided to do this. And here's why. They decided to go ahead and endorse the other Democrat. We know how much money and Really, I thought the last campaign issue that we would delve into would be life. I didn't think that we would get, why would we get into the issue of being pro-life or, or, or not? Well, when it comes to those uh, card-carrying Republican you know, badge holders, and uh, we, we are them, uh, certainly that, and I'm representing you, we believe we are pro-life. So now Democrat Manny Gonzalez receives a slew of GOP endorsements from 40 shares. They literally put this out there, and I was very disappointed to see that John Block would sort of uh, amplify this. I thought it was really unnecessary. I know you caught it down, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. And, and people are like, well, aren't you upset? Aren't you angry? I'm like, uh, no, I expect it. What's more important for them is politics, not policy. What's more important for them is, isn't culture. It's playing politics because all of these guys are continually playing politics the entire time. So you have to understand that, and to use this word, it's insane. Never mind that three is not a slew. A slew is the number of times Manny tried and failed to convince, as you know, the city and state officials, ethics boards, and judges that his election fraud should be ignored so he could get the $660,000 in taxpayer money to fund his campaign. Now, I'm going to stop there because I did reference a second-degree felony, and I want you to to listen to what a second-degree felony is. And, you know, we're not going to – we don't prosecute for shoplifting. Why are we going to prosecute for – you know, 140 different signatures <laughs> that were done uh, uh, fraudulently, right? I, I think that's kind of interesting. So let me put this out there, and this shouldn't be uh, overlooked. I've got to turn all these leftist uh, things in. This is, uh, it's called forgery, okay? So this is, this is uh, um, Manny Gonzalez committing a second and fourth degree felony. The intent to defraud taxpayers of $660,000 would be considered a second-degree felony. 
All right. So I'm going to read you the legalese here. Uh, if Raul Torres didn't care so much about being a Democrat, which is why he won't bring charges, just like Tim Keller didn't audit, uh, didn't do the audit. Now you have a, a Stapleton. What she got? 28 charges today. We'll yep. get to that a little bit today. She got indicted today. There you go. <laughs> 20. You want to talk about corruption? They they never do. It's only they only do what's political expedience. Uh, so Raul Torres should bring criminal charges against Sheriff Manny Gonzalez. Okay. And Manny Gonzalez shouldn't be allowed to, to continue to run at this point. And this is just facts. This is just facts. Uh, under 30-16-10. Remember, this is a law enforcement guy. Okay. The sheriff. A forgery consists of making, number one, falsely making or altering any signature or any part of any writing purporting to have any legal efficacy with intent to injure or defraud second part of that is most important defraud okay two knowingly issuing or transferring a forged writing with intent to injure or defraud number two whoever commits forgery when there is no quantifiable damage or when the damage is two thousand five hundred dollars or less is guilty of fourth degree okay so if you just want to add up those ones you could put the fourth degree and say, well, that's that's the five dollars that was taken in and that's the forgery that was committed. OK. See, whoever commits forgery when the damage is over two thousand five hundred dollars, but not more than twenty thousand dollars is guilty of a third degree felony. OK, now here we go. Regardless of value, D, whoever commits forgery of a will. Codicil. Trust investment, deed, mortgage, lien, or any other instrument affecting title to real property is guilty of a third-degree felony. And whoever commits a forgery when the damage is over $20,000, ergo, the amount of money that you attempt to defraud the uh, taxpayers with, $660,000, which is twenty more than $20,000, is guilty of a second-degree felony. Will that be looked into? I don't know. I don't know that anybody will bring that to the fore. To, to the forefront. But I'm happy to say that those three Republicans, not just in terms of being anti-life, also decided to go ahead and endorse somebody who knowingly committed and admittedly in court documents, which we uh, you know, requested all that information. Oh, and by the way, tomorrow I've got a special, a special three-hour tour for you. You guys get to listen to an entire court proceeding um, uh, of my uh, getting drilled on everything. It's it's going to be fun. Unedited, uninterrupted, raw. Court TV, court radio. You get court radio tomorrow. So it's going to be pretty cool. I know. I knew you were going to like that. I, I I'm looking forward to it. Because you haven't heard it, so I'm interested to hear what you say. And they, as soon as I got into the race, first thing they did was stick me in court, right? Challenged me almost immediately. I mean, literally, I got the affirmation to be in the race the day after I got served with court documents. Because it was August 31st. When the plaintiff submitted it, I received it on September 1st, and, you know, they attacked my car by slapping. The <laughs> That's how you get service there. The little the guy uh, uh, told me how I got service. So, okay, so anyway, so here's what you need to understand. A slew is the number of times Manny tried and failed to convince city and state officials, ethics boards, and judges that his election fraud should be ignored so he could get $660,000 in taxpayer money to fund his campaign. Five. Five times. So what are these three GOP endorsers? Uh, Trudy Jones, Wayne Johnson. We'll stick Bill Reeman there as well. But he's already he's been on there a long time ago. 
And then, uh, oh, what was the other one? Uh, Brad Winter. Brad, Brad's not a young man, I'll tell you that much. Okay. Uh, what do they have in common? They're all acolytes of campaign strategist Jay McCluskey. Okay. You've probably seen the headlines about Manny's campaign manager being a California leftist, a BLM supporter, Kamala fan, and squad wannabe. Uh, the the uh, actual Twitter account is now defunct. Now, that is true. Oh, it never existed, Eddie. That, that Twitter, we don't talk about oh. it. It never, it never is it existed. Right? Is it, did they put out a, an APB because they're making the claim? Is that, did they say that? No, no, I'm just, they, they want us to believe that, I guess. Oh, I didn't know that. Did they put out a message about the campaign manager's Twitter account? Uh, I think there was something about, oh, no longer active. Oh, okay, all right, no longer oh, active. Okay, well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not on any of those things. And anyone running around as me is you've already been exposed. Okay. So um, these are these are all behind the scenes uh, lies that McCluskey, former Governor Susanna Martinez's campaign manager and now paid strategist for Manny Gonzalez. And how do we also we know that Manny Gonzalez is uh, being run by McCluskey because also Pat Rogers, which you'll you won't hear tomorrow. Uh, he is his attorney, uh, but he actually was on my court case the entire time. I'm like, what, what the hell are you doing here, Pat? He's he's one of your subscribers, Dow, to the Rock of Talk chat oh, site. Oh, okay. That's, I just want to uh, make sure. Right. His money's oh. green. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, well, I mean, everyone's open to the information. So uh, this is the same Jay McCluskey who cursed out pro-life protesters back in 2014, calling them POS. Yes, wow. this from wow. Operation Rescue and uh, Tara Shaver, who I got their endorsement. They uh, sent me this nice little argument. I got their endorsement. I saw the pro-life uh, pledge along with Dan Lewis. Um, oh, great. Yeah, great. I didn't know. I didn't know it was a thing. But here we are. We're talking about pro-life nonetheless. This from uh, Tara Shaver back in uh, June 23rd of 2014. So, like, your hatred for Eddie Aragon, let it become you. Let it let become the hate. Become the hate. On Saturday, June 21st, protest ABQ held a public awareness campaign in a local neighborhood when a man identified by group members as Jay McCluskey, Governor Susanna Martinez's re-election campaign manager and chief campaign strategist, confronted the pro-life activist stating, you are all pieces of S. The pro-life community has been asking Governor Martinez what she is willing to do to stop pre-born child killing in New Mexico. We have been completely ignored by her until today, stated a pregnant and astonished Tara Shaver, who is present with her husband and children. Several members of our group identified Mr. McCluskey and heard his vulgarity and harsh words. Protest ABQ continues to highlight and focus on those within our community who are supporting or condoning preborn child killing through peaceful protests and other efforts. Last week, pro-life groups in Albuquerque had an opportunity to expose Governor Martinez's inconsistent pro-life position. Just tell me if I need to pick your draws off uh, off the floor yet. Despite Governor Martinez's campaign statements that she is pro-life, she has failed to do even one thing to address the fact that abortion remains unrestricted through all nine months of pregnancy in the state of New Mexico during her governorship. On Monday, June 16th, Martinez held a press conference uh, held a press conference I'm getting more text than I can deal with. Oh, the press conference at the local restaurant, Tim's Place. Oh, Tim was great. Do you remember Tim's Place? Oh. Yeah, he had uh, he was uh, the guy who was running it. He had Down syndrome. 
Oh. Oh, do you remember he'd attract people to his restaurant? Great food, good guys. You don't remember Tim's place? Oh, oh man. What, what's Tim up to these days? Anybody who let me know? Members of Protest ABQ were present to remind those in attendance and those passing by that Governor Martinez, by her lack of action, condones abortion. Father Stephen Imbarato, director of Protest ABQ, issued the following statement about the incident. The group Mr. McCleskey lashed out at today included pro-life families and children. Is this what Governor Susana Martinez's campaign really thinks of pro-lifers? Could these even be her true feelings about New Mexico families and children who stand up against abortion? I think Mr. McCleskey may have possibly explained to everyone today why Governor Martinez has been so silent about pre-born child killing and has done nothing about it during her tenure as governor. I think an explanation and apology by the governor is in order. Governor Martinez was elected because she told voters she held pro-life positions. Now, with another election coming up, citizens have every right to hold her accountable on the issue of life, especially since she has taken absolutely zero action on that front there in the past four years, said Troy Newman, president of Operation Rescue. Verbally abusing those who are exposing her abysmal record on life issues is completely wrong. We join with protest ABQ in calling on Governor Martinez to issue an apology to those individuals and families who were subjected to McCluskey's profane tirade, more importantly, start taking meaningful, meaningful action to protect the lives of children endangered by New Mexico's unaccountable abortion industry. So there you go. There's the, uh, the real part of it. So that's who they're lining up with. Life is now an issue. They're getting, uh, I guess, what? behind, if you want to call that an endorsement, but you've got three anti-life Brad Winters, who was a principal, I believe, at La Cueva High School uh, for a time. Um, you have, yeah, was he? Okay. Did he hold that job at the same time he held the other jobs as well? Uh, the, the number I found for 2016 was $209,105. That's how much he collected from his three public sector sources of income, 209105 bucks. Does anybody know what the first C of my campaign is? <laughs> it's called corruption. And it's there for a reason. And we're not going to stop, just to let you know. I know I've got the – I'll get to your phone calls in a sec, ladies and gentlemen, and you guys are all ready to jump in. So, yep, there it is, the same Jay McCluskey who cursed out the pro-life protesters. All of these people are jumping on board to endorse the other, quote-unquote, Democrat, which no doubt has received money uh, from Planned Parenthood. Uh, by the way, you cannot, you cannot, cannot in any way make these kind of pro-life claim given your party uh, registration. So none of this is shocking. Listeners of my station know about the controlled opposition within the Republican Party. They're Democrats and Republican close, clinging to whatever crumbs of power their Democratic bosses allow them to have an exchange for disrupting and dividing our GOP, which is coming together and has made a significant number of phone calls and picking up signs, etc., so endorsing a Democrat is the price of admission for you to get into this club. Democrats are the party of abortion on demand. Voters in Albuquerque know which one of us is to the right to life candidate, not to mention the free speech candidate, the Second Amendment candidate, and he was last to oppose the red flag gun laws. You remember that, right? Of course. Mm -hmm. And still the only Republican in the race. So to answer your uh, very poignant question there, sir, uh, <laughs> this is great. Uh, no, Manny Gonzalez is not a Republican. More disinformation that is going on and that you need to know. We're here to provide it for you. They're going to silence us on other radio stations, although we did send the certified letter finally. So I don't know what else to do, Dowd. What else do you oh, do? I, uh, yeah, yeah, you're well within your rights. I, I don't know what else to do. So, you know, again, we welcome all of our competitors to come on here. Eddie, I think you got a girlfriend and went to Denver. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> 
What are we talking about? I don't even know. Um, I don't. I don't know anything about that. Not sure why you ever considered Wayne Johnson substantive or ethical. He vote. He never struck me to be worthy of my vote, even when he was the only Republican uh, on a ballot. Well, he's. I think uh, the county manager in Sandoval County. I mean, I. I have to go Wasn't he in Torrance? Torrance. Oh, Jack Torrance. Yeah. No, he's. (laughs) I'm a Mr. Torrance. Uh, yeah, I thought. Uh, I think he's out in San Sandoval now, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. Let me check. Yeah, Democrats are pro-death, death of everything. Restaurants, oil, gas, babies, y todo, bro. <laughs> oh, you guys are great. Uh, the border, social harmony, uh, harmony, law and order. Let's see. Oh, I asked about Tim. So Tim Keller's here. He didn't get a girlfriend and go to Denver's. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. What are you guys even talking about here? This is crazy. Uh, Eddie, is it true that the pastor of Legacy Church is endorsing Gonzalez? If so, that would be disappointing since Gonzalez is affiliated with the pro abortion Democrat Party. Uh, all I know is that Legacy Church will not talk to me, even though we've had them on our air several times, including Pastor Smotherman. We've attempted to get in there. That's just the way that it is. Oh, Tim of Tim's Place closed his restaurant to follow his girlfriend. Oh, finally. Okay. There thank we go. you. Thank you, thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, uh, Eddie, at least you have your own radio station to compete with these fools. I do, and we've done we've done good. Yes, Tim the restaurant guy. Apparently, a lot of people know what's going on with Tim. That's kind of awesome. And that would be uh, Tim's place owner, not Tim Keller. Hey, Eddie, I'm proud to say that I just donated to your campaign. Can I come by to pick up stickers and a yard sign? You can. You can go to the Republican Party of the State of New Mexico, uh, 5150 San Francisco Suite A. Uh, head over there. We've got people there from 10 to 7 every single day. And if you want to make some phone calls and do some things, you're welcome to, to go ahead and jump in. Grab yourself a shirt, a hat, sign up as a volunteer. Uh, we'll send you out a stalking mission of 150 to 160 of your neighbors. Uh, so you can go ahead and bring us back the report and let them know uh, that we are, we're coming for them. All right. Uh, this is beautiful, Dowd. I didn't get to this, uh, this text from Kieran. Uh, the C-19 variant timeline with mRNA dates added. Did you happen to look at that? Oh, I will check it out. I will check it out. Okay, I'm going to send this to you uh, during the right break. We know he's a reliable source. so He's very reliable. Okay. Yeah, Brad was a uh, uh, principal at uh, La Cueva. Uh, Eddie? Oh, this was interesting. He says, uh, Eddie, I saw on Channel 7 News over the weekend that Manny was running as a Republican. Is that true? And then I've sent him a bunch of photos and stuff. He's a POS. Homicide numbers went down. What? Yeah, so there you go. Shalom, beautiful things. Remember, we're fighting. This is a spiritual battle, folks. If you don't realize that we are in a spiritual battle for the heart of the city, you haven't seen uh, the video yet at eddiearagon.com. Uh, let's see what else we've got here. So many texts coming in. Um, I want to check on Mike Lindell as well. And then I want to play that one piece uh, one more time. Actually, you know what? I don't want to play the piece because it's going to occupy you know, valuable radio time here, but go to all of our podcasts. We've updated everything that's there. Go to Friday show, do the open, get through the first, uh, a couple of hours, but subscribe to rock of as well. That's behind the paywall. Uh, so you can go ahead and see the notes and then you can share with a friend. So many people have asked us about Paul from Toronto, the doctor, um, and right down have you, you probably got a couple of requests on that. Oh, it's yeah. important to talk about the pandemic of the vaccinated. So, I want you to go and just digest that that information. It's super important that you do and start pushing that information out to as many people uh, as possible. Because right now, uh, I hate to hate to quote Alex Jones here during a campaign, but 
This is an info war right now. We are truly in an information warfare, and the information, most of the information that you're getting uh, from your media, don't believe it, okay? Even the stories that they're going to write about me, 4713, they're just like, they're loading up. They're like, all right, we've got Eddie Aragon. We're going to go and hit it out of the park with him. And, you know, the journal will do the same. Hopefully they'll publish my answers, the, the good answers, and the funny ones at that. We uh, posted some. Well, it's meant to be humorous. I don't think that people oftentimes think, Dow, that I have a sense of humor. Sure, they, sure. I think they just think I'm very serious. Well, talk radio is about informing and entertaining at the same it time. What's <laughs> wrong with that? So yesterday uh, we did an Instagram post that said, no more taxes in Albuquerque and uh, go to fightfor505.com. And then the question was asked of me, and we're not sure if all these questions are going to be out there. It says, under what circumstances would you raise taxes? And I said, under no circumstances, not for a spaceship, not for a building, not for a stadium, not for a bus. We don't have a revenue problem. We have a priorities problem. Albuquerque has more than enough money to fund police Public works and infrastructure, what we need is a mayor willing to fight for the 505. So beautiful. And uh, remember, the five C's, corruption, commerce, city, COVID, and crime, all right there. We'll continue to talk about uh, more of that. Uh, back after a quick break uh, here in the Kiva on AM1600 KIVABQ.FM. Hi, this is Mark Minicucci with the Minicucci Insurance Agency. We are privately held and locally owned. We market property and casualty insurance products and risk management services primarily to a variety of companies located within New Mexico and the surrounding states. We are able to meet the needs of a large international company as well as small local businesses. We focus on construction, onshore energy, defense contractors, healthcare, professional liability, and a variety of other industries. Call us today at 883-3683. 883-3683. Hi, I'm Ben Lucero, president and owner of Indigo Mortgage and proud to be a locally owned and operated mortgage company right here in New Mexico. Being local carries many positives for consumers, such as being able to meet face-to-face, -face, you will receive quick response times, and all loans are processed here locally. And you will always talk with the same people from application to funding. All of our employees live here, and all profits from loan origination stay right here in New Mexico. Indigo Mortgage believes in supporting our local economy, and if at all possible, we okay, use local vendors for supplies and technical support. I personally hire and vet all loan officers, and I assure you that your loans will be dealt with both ethically and with knowledge. Indigo Mortgage can offer the best rates and terms available on the market, so contact us today on the net at indigomortgage.net or by calling 836-5700. That's 836-5700. Indigo Mortgage, because nobody cares more about your mortgage loan. NMLS 188348. Make Sugar Hollow Assisted Living a home away from home experience for your loved one. In the historic Albuquerque Country Club neighborhood, Sugar Hollow is beautiful and peaceful with one of Albuquerque's lowest resident to caregiver ratios. Home cooked meals, activities, medication assistance, boutique-style care with a focus on dignity and quality of life. Visit Sugar Hollow by calling 270-0801. Dignity and trusted care. Sugar Hollow, 270-0801. In our increasingly busy world, it is always nice to take a little time to sit down and relax. At Monty's Cigar Shop, we offer everything to help you do just that. There's nothing better than spending time smoking a great premium cigar with family and friends. 
Monty specializes in artisanal, hand-rolled cigars that make up just 2% of the worldwide cigar market. With over 2,000 different kinds of the absolute best cigars for you to choose from, you are guaranteed to find the perfect fit. Whether you've been smoking cigars for years or you're just starting now, we'll find the right cigar for you. Stop by and see us at 3636 San Mateo in Albuquerque or give us a call at 505-881-7999. That's 505-881-7999. Salon Deluxe and Tan Rio West have partnered together to offer hair, nail, and skin care with our signature Solitone, Lumi Facial, and Lumi Lift, and Brazilian Blowout. And this is Deb Slight from Tan Rio West Life. We specialize in permanent makeup, tattoo removal, Botox, Juvederm, spray tan, and eyelash extensions. You can reach us at 896-0586 at the salon or call Deb at Tan Rio, 994-2390. We're located at the Country Club Plaza in Rio Rancho, New Mexico. 2020 has impacted so many things, one of which is how we live in our home, how we work from home, do school from home, even how we have meals, social connecting, and enjoying entertainment in our home. This is Tracy Venturi of Venturi Realty Group of Keller Williams Realty. Every year, 10% of homeowners sell their home. For 2021, it's estimated that the number will be even higher. For many, the plan to move in the past year was derailed or postponed, and many more have recognized the need for a different home for how they live now. You may not be ready to sell your home yet, but at some point, you're curious about how much your home is worth. Don't trust an automated online estimate to know the value of what is most likely your most important asset, especially in today's fast-moving market. Call us, the number one Keller Williams real estate group in New Mexico, your neighborhood expert. And when you do decide to sell, don't leave money on the table. You can choose the number one real estate team that will get you premium marketing and maximum value. Call today, 448-8888, or visit us online at welcomehomeabq.com. Four fifty-four here in the Kiva. Music from the Bleachers. Love them. Uh, I haven't played it in a while. I don't know why that song popped into my head, but it did. And uh, one of the uh, better groups of the last uh, ten years, the Bleachers. Edad Muska here. We've got a uh, a little little window of time. You're released today at RockerTalk.chat. Dowd, uh, tell us all about it. Yeah. Uh, well, I spent the weekend crunching, taking care of a recovering patient, and taking, and uh, analyzing some uh, some economic data. Late in the week, Eddie, last week when I was out, the uh, feds released their unemployment statistics. And, hey, New Mexico, we're, we're not worst in the nation. We're not second worst. We're only fourth worst in the nation. And good, good going, folks. We're, we're climbing our way back, uh, back into the, the positive territory. But um, I wanted to take a look at job – how many jobs have been in New Mexico, you know, growth or, or, or decline in act, that total number of jobs? Because the unemployment rate is a limited tool. It only tells you – how people are doing if they're out looking for work and not finding it. I wanted to look at the total number of jobs. Are we, do we have less than when all this nonsense started? Do we have more? And I did it, I ended up just looking at our neighbors and I just kept spiraling out of control as a lot of policy analysts often do. And I ended up doing an analysis of the, of the whole country. And it's a very interesting result. Uh, this is, to, to the, I guess the, the marquee would be, uh, you know, above the full announcement is 41 states, including New Mexico, actually have fewer jobs now than we did in February 2020, 
the month, the last month before all the, the lockdown craziness began. 41 states. That's how devastating lockdowns have been to our country. And we're not talking about uh, tiny little states here. We're talking about some of the big boys, uh, places like New Jersey, Virginia, California, Illinois, New York. Uh, these are states that have, are actually more than 5% down over the last year and a half. They have not clawed their way back to the same number of jobs they had when all this craziness started. Sadly, New Mexico <clears throat> remains uh, on the loser list. Uh, we are down about 3.1% in terms of our total number of em employed people. It's but not, the number of jobs. So it's like the mean, weren't we like at nine at our high? Weren't we like yep. at 915,000 roughly? Yeah, around there. Right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and we are actually doing worse than the average of all states and the median for all states. We're down 3.1%. So we're not doing great. Uh, we're doing worse than all of our neighbors. Uh, you and, and, I'm, and the thing that just floored me, Eddie, and the reason I ended up doing this was because nine states, despite the insanity of the regulatory assault on our personal freedoms, our economic freedoms, nine states, including two of our neighbors, that would be Arizona and that would be Utah, have actually grown jobs in the last year and a half. They have a net growth in jobs despite all the okay. you know insanity. Let me jump in here for a second. So you're telling me, Dowd, we went from 915,000 jobs down to 863,000 jobs, roughly. Is that about right? Am I in the yeah, ballpark? Yeah, that's about right. Yep. Okay, yep. And, so, and then you're also telling me that Arizona is one of the nine states that actually grew in jobs. Nevada and Arizona, is that correct? Two of our five neighbors. neighbors okay. uh, Utah, yes. Utah and Utah. Arizona. Okay, so touching yep. the state. So Utah yep. and Arizona... They grew by how many jobs? How many jobs did Arizona grow by? Is there an, a, well, an idea? I mean, I have the, the percentage growth. I mean, listen, it's not great. It's not great because, you know, the growth hasn't been great anywhere. Utah had the best job growth in the country in the last okay. year and a half, 2.2%. Okay. Not great, but it's still in the positive territory as opposed to those other 41 states. Arizona, uh, Arizona just barely eked out some growth, 0.14%. Uh, but, Eddie, I wanted to do something that our friend Dr. X uh, has, has done with the medical data, and I did it as it relates to lockdown versus job growth. And the average ranking of, the state, of those nine states that have seen positive job growth, their lockdown freedom index, if you're looking at one versus 50, one being the most free state, 50 being the, the least free, was 12.3. 12 they, they cluster toward the most free states. The 15 states that had employment losses more than 5%, uh -huh. their average score, 32.5, clustering toward the most restrictive states. All right, let's Lockdowns destroy an economy. Yeah. Let's stop do. there, but let's bring this back. Let's uh, go over this a little bit more uh, uh, fine-tuned. You said 0.14. Let's figure out the total uh, uh, number of jobs that are available pre- and post-COVID, and we'll find out where we had the, I don't know, that's 40... 37 and 15, 47, 57, 53,000 jobs. That's the way to look at this that were lost in the uh, state of New Mexico during this time. So uh, pretty incredible. Back after a quick break, uh, more with D. Dowd Musk on breaking this down. Thanks for listening. Love was a courtesy, a shimmering balance act. Things that I left at that. And I saw your face and hands covered in sun and then I think I understand. Well, I understand. Well, we fight, stay up late, in my dreams, on the bank. Different side of the bank. Roll your eyes, shake my head. Now we're stuck in the spot. 
is working to set up a call between President Biden and French President Emmanuel Macron. What I expect the president will do on that call is reaffirm uh, our commitment to working with one of our oldest and closest partners. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki speaking there. France is furious about a new security deal between the U.S., Britain and Australia. The head of Homeland Security says they're swiftly processing and removing thousands of illegal Haitians who are living under an international bridge on the Texas border seeking asylum. We are very concerned that Haitians who are taking this irregular migration path are receiving false information that the border is open. Secretary Mayorkas in Del Rio, Texas, for an operational briefing. This is USA Radio News. Deb's constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating kept giving her grief. She talked to her doctor to get some relief. Turns out Deb had irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC, which was a start. Saying yes to Linzess helped her do her part. Linzess or linaclotide is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall. This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. Albuquerque's macro-aggression, Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk. I'm Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA, BQ.FM, and rockoftalk.com. 550-5500 hour two coming straight at you. Sorry, I had to shut that off. I, I couldn't listen to the commercial on irritable bowel syndromes and constipation. And I'm like, are we are we actually serious? Like, I, I if you couldn't listen to that, I don't want to hear radio ads about IBS. I really don't. I just said, like, and I'm under no contractual obligation to go ahead and provide those particular commercials. I can read. Seriously. Right? On the way home, <laughs> it's like dinner time. And they've got IBS commercials running. <laughs> I did a, I had to break it. Sorry, Dowd. I just had to. No IBS commercials during dinner time on this radio network. Yeah, I mean you're 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 forcing people not to go to Taco Tote or Monroe's or something. It's like a, it's no good. Don't forget, folks. We're on Roku TV, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV. You can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. Download our apps for RockOfTalk.tv and RockOfTalk.com. Glad to be here with uh, you. Hour two. Uh, let's continue this because I'm. Super excited. Uh, we're going to nerd out on the data uh, with D-Dow, their Dow 3000 here, and I think it's really important. Uh, by the way, third hour, stay tuned. We're going to play the debate once again. It's the only debate we have, folks. Sorry, it's like uh, beating a dead horse or me beating, you know, essentially two dead candidates. I mean, th- those are the dead horse that I'm beating in this debate. You can also go to eddiewins.com, eddiewins.com, and uh, check that out. If you want to watch our wonderful campaign commercial, actually, I'm going to play that for you before we – I want to just get it out. I don't know why. I think it's good for me to go ahead and, and play that out for you guys. Who wants to take back this city? Who wants to fight for the 505? I do. We have been left without hope for too long. The last 10 years, your neighbors and friends are out there bragging, wow, Albuquerque sucks, I'm going to leave. No, 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 this is our home. Guess what? I don't talk about that. When I'm traveling, when I'm on a plane, a train, wherever I'm meeting people, they're from someplace else, I cannot wait to talk about the city that I love, the place where I'm from, and an entire culture and a history 
and food. I cannot stop bragging about the places that I want to tell people to go and what to do. We're proud of our state. We're proud of our city. We're not going to let it get put down anymore by people who want to run their agendas. I realize that the mayor's office can be a dead-end political job. That's perfect for me because I have no political ambitions. I just want to live in a better city. We can't shudder and cower and wait for COVID to shut us down. Or, oh, it's too dangerous outside. I'm not going to go outside. The crime is too bad. Or we don't know what to think of our city and our state anymore. We can change all that with this campaign. Hey, I'm with the Eddie Aragon campaign. I want to tell you about a guy who's the 11th generation of Mexico, whose parents are here, who loves this place, who came back because he loves it. He talks about five things. He talks about city. He talks about crime. He talks about COVID. If you could shut down in your house, he talks about commerce. He talks about business. And most of all, he talks about corruption. And he's going to make the city a better place. Stand behind me. I will get behind you. Let's take this city back. Thank you all for being here. <laughs> Woo! Ow! There we go. How about that? Little, little, uh, little, little right up yours there with that one, uh, the Eddie Aragon campaign for Mayor Pfeiffer505.com. Pretty exciting because uh, we've got to get better. We lost 50, uh, count them, 53,000 jobs that we're, we're going to have to get recreated. How come that's not a headline, Dowd? How come, you know, I want to know why that isn't something that people are focused on. How many, no one's talking about that. And uh, can you imagine actually Tim Keller getting reelected? I was like, can you imagine, uh, like, you know, Sheriff Manny being able to continue to do his job after committing a second-degree felony? I mean, can you imagine these things? Like, only in New Mexico does a state <laughs> suck enough right now in our current conditions with our political leadership to actually continue on this stuff. Who want, Why don't you want a better city and a better state? I'm the stick in the spokes. I'm literally going to, you know, trip up your little bicycle and, and, and you're going to see something way different. This is just absolutely ridiculous. And, you know, it starts with commerce and these jobs have gone, they've gone to other places. Uh, Dowd, you've got some numbers probably on Arizona and we've seen Utah and everyone's like, Oh, we're, we're moving to Arizona. We're, we're out of here. Oh, breaks my heart every single time. 53,000 plus out of here and that's not good for us doubt and in in less than a year and a half that's in 17 months we're looking at 17 months of data right february i think it's a trailing two months so i think that you have end of end of month july numbers right no, these are the august numbers the feds just august okay so we're officially a year and a half then yep. okay lay it on us doubt more stuff well, from arizona you know, i think there's a that Adam Carolla has that great line about disappointers never disappoint. You know they they're consi- they consistently stick with failing you. Um, this phenomenon of the nine growth states, Eddie, they're really interesting places. Uh, six of the nine are have Republican governors of what I'm calling the the death states, the 15 states that have more than a five percent job loss in the last year and a half. Uh, only three of those 15 are, are Republicans. So there's a there's a partisan angle here that the red state policy versus the blue state policy. Yep, and, and this is going to supercharge trends that are already existing where people are going to places like Arizona and Utah and Idaho, and they're leaving places like California and New York. And it, it's interesting. I, I can't stress enough. If you're looking at the freedom score in terms of your state's light touch when it comes to lockdowns, the best states, the growth states, average 12, number 12 on the freedom scale from 1 to 50 one being the most free, 50 being the least free. The 15 states that have seen the greatest job losses, that's more than 5%, that's 
They've lost more than 5% of their jobs in the last year and a half. They're averaging almost a 33 score on that 1 to 50 rating. Uh, You know, blue stays blue, red stays red. And, you know, I I ding our governor in this piece. Uh, She's just one, you know, you you, you called them the, uh, what was it, the death spiral governors, Eddie? I mean, this is a group of people, you know, from Cuomo in New York to Newsom in California to Lujan Grisham in, in New Mexico, Ned Lamont in my home state. They went all in on heavy, heavy, heavy lockdown and, a year and a half into this, we see with these numbers, uh, you know, what it what it leads to. Um, and uh, it's distressing. I, I wrap up with even a more negative point about New Mexico at the, at the end of this piece, which is New Mexico should be either level or maybe even some slight growth, given the fact that we are so dependent on government jobs. And those people have not seen layoffs to any significant degree. There was an analysis done in, uh, by George Mason University a couple of years ago. They found that when it came to public sector employment and federal contractor employment, 31.9% of New Mexico's economy jobs were dependent on government. That was number one in the country. By far, by far. Oh, was, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, people, there are states that are, in the, that are in the teens. I think Texas is in the teens. We're, we're over 30%. Um, we should have been insulated in terms of job loss in our state because so many people depend on the government for jobs. But yet we fared worse than the national average. We were absolute worst in the American Southwest. Michelle Lujan Grisham really deserves credit for doing a remarkable job declaring <laughs> war and waging war on jobs in New Mexico. And I, yeah. I applaud you, Governor. If that was uh, what you set out to do, she did. excellent job. Well, in order to get people to become uh, full-blown communists, government dependence, uh, all the federal assistance ran out on September 6th. And see, what we've done is we've encouraged this level of joblessness. We decided that this was the policy that we wanted. We said, well, COVID is not your fault. Uh, she's literally inducing COVID because now we've got the... Um, morphing, or what, what do they call it uh, when it changes uh, uh, the the virus? The more you vaccinate, you're seeing the, the, the higher acceleration right. of the change of the virus that's happening right now. So, you know, this experiment uh, that she's run, and it is gene therapy, has actually been done on purpose to the ends of getting more government control over you, your life, and what you're doing. And they don't mind it because I can tell you we probably lost the 53,000 if you want to look at what part of the state that we lost in, it'd be great to get a, a bigger breakdown. I'm, I'm putting in a request there, Dowd, just so you know. You I know that. Uh, the Dowd 3000. Uh, I will tell you the uh, the Dowd 3000 should look south of the south of the um, the Bernalillo County line towards uh, places like Valencia, Eddie and Lee counties, uh, the places that are close to Texas, and then uh, certainly in eastern New Mexico, I can tell you of a handful of people, uh, a couple of libertarians that I knew pretty well. Uh, you might remember. I moved from Katrin County to Arizona. People are moving and moving to other states because uh, it's unlivable here based upon the policies. So I do believe that that was the intent. Uh, They're redrawing districts right now. They want to make it blue forever. So all the elections are done within the party itself. Um, This is something that they intended to do. And and they remember we received 18, what was it, 18.3 or $18.7 billion in spillover assistance from the federal government. I don't know how accurate that number is. But it might as well be, might as well. I, I, I doubt that, that's, that that is there. Eddie, we received so much money from the feds that uh, a recent analysis by the Legislative Finance Committee, they, they put it in their report and they said, it, it's been, it was just curious. This recession was very strange because normally in a recession, uh, the revenue <laughs> rate from the, from the personal income tax goes right. down 
we actually witnessed a rise in personal income tax revenue because the benefits were extended so long. Mm. And they were so rich. We've, we've never seen this before. <laughs> uh, and then I think Greg Zanetti, who endorsed me, uh, threw out a number of 40% uh, loss of small business. And I think another Harvard Business Review, I think, came in at, at 52%. So, yes, this is not the place that has been helped by COVID-19 uh, policies, though that that's what the media would tell you. And they are consistently talking about how we're missing this and that. Yet at the very same time, they continue to empower these Democrat uh, party policies across our state. So you've got to pick your poison because the people, 53,000 jobs that have lost and they've gone someplace else. And you've known many of these, these people. We won't survive. It's not just a loss of police officers. It's a loss of population. It's a loss of business. It's a loss of life. When I tell you that I am probably the only answer, there is no 2022 without 2021, ladies and gentlemen. There just isn't. You can be hard-headed all you want. I laugh when you choose to go ahead and say, oh, well, we're going to go ahead and play politics instead of do what's right for the state. You can do that. But just re remember, your state is not going to improve uh, because those blue states might inevitably get bluer. Red states are definitely getting redder, and we know that for a fact. And well, Eddie, a final point about the about sure. you know people might say well all you're looking at economic data and you don't care about human no beings. no no um, what did we get for our heavy lockdown policies I'm looking at the numbers right now we are 17th highest out of 50 states in terms of fatalities per 100,000 population four of our five neighbors have a lower death rate from COVID than yeah. we do so mm -hmm. what did we buy with all this policy I, I don't right. see anything useful. More government control is what we got. Ultimately, they got more government control. We're going to get to a lot more news, uh, and I think we're just going to blow through some Rona stuff, some politics. Uh, we've got uh, Black Lives Matter United. Can't check in with Murder Mike because the scanners aren't on, and they don't want you to let you know how bad a crime truly is. And then we'll get to some random stuff uh, as well right here in the Kiva for the next 45 minutes, third hour coming up as well. Uh, don't forget, my competitors are uh, on the ballot or allowed to equal time uh, here on this radio station, and they know how to go ahead and, and do that. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in here during hour number two of The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA, abq.fm, rockoftalk.com. That's rockoftalk.com. We do want to get better here in the state of New Mexico. More great music by the bleachers. Hey, I hear the voice of the preacher from the bathroom. Call him a name and I follow just to find you. I trace the face through a broken down television and put on the weather. Then I've trained myself to give up on the past because I've frozen time between hearses and caskets. Lost control when I panicked at the exit test. I want to get better. All my friends were getting high and chasing girls down parkway lines. I was losing my mind because the love, the love, the love, the love, the love that I gave wasted on a nice face. In a place of fear, I put a helmet on a helmet, counting seconds through the night and got carried. Personal Care Services is companion care at a reasonable rate, including mobile assistance, meal preparation, household services, cognitive assistance, and support services, and more. 505-796-4900. That's 505-796-4900. No matter where your journey starts, it will end at Ann Matthews Bridal, where you will get to say yes 
to the dress. The Ann Matthews selection from nine top designers, including the Disney collection to 18 different lines, brings the shopping experience of New York and Dallas right here to Albuquerque. Call 890-3736 for your own personal shopping experience. Ann Matthews Bridal, 890-3736. Located across the street from Coronado Center at 6121 Manal Boulevard. Sun's up, and we're in the kitchen at Sunnyside Up. Two sides of turkey, sausage, side of over medium eggs, and whole wheat toast. If Sunnyside Up did that in six seconds, imagine what Sunnyside Up will do for you and your friends. Sunnyside Up, Manala, Louisiana, next to the Sheraton. Auto thieves make stealing your vehicle a priority. We make preventing your vehicle from being stolen ours. RevelcoNM.com. 505-550-4994. 505-550-4994. Looking for a full-service landscaping company that can design, build, and maintain your landscape? True West Landscape is the company for you. Whether you are a property manager or homeowner looking for that quality weekly service, True West is here to help. Contact the True West team of professionals today so we can show you our quality service options at 505-395-7770, 505-395-7770, or visit online at truewestgroup.com. This is why people from all over go to JJ's Premier Tire and Services. This is Josefo from Santa Fe. I just blew a tire in my trailer. I was on my way to Albuquerque and I stopped at JJ's. So glad I did. The manager came over right away, quoted me an amazing price, and they had it in stock. No waiting. Within minutes, I had a new tire. Ready to go. I have a fleet of trucks and I've never received this kind of service from anybody. I'll be back. JJ's is your complete automotive repair center from oil changes, brakes, alignment, air conditioning to repairs on your engine to keep you safe on the road. JJ can do it. Hi, I'm JJ, and we've built our reputation on honest, fair-priced auto repair. And we can service any car, light truck, or SUV. When we service your vehicle, we'll do it right. Trust JJ's Premier Tire and Services on San Antonio, just west of Wyoming. Call 821-5771. That's 821-5771. Hey, Grandpa and Stella. We need to get back to work. We are working, Ava. Yeah, all this cleaning and sanitizing is hard work. You do it right like we do. Exactly, Stella. Especially while serving all the yummy Monroe's food with a smile. Behind the mask. And in a safe, sanitized place. Hey, Hey, Ava, Ava, we we want to race. I'll give you two a raise. Go and raise the flag and get back to work. We are going to Monroe's in Heights and downtown. Directions at chili.theplaceilike.com. Ready for some adventure? Then explore our new array of Lear's superior camper shells and tonneau covers at Smith's Ultimate Linings. Fiberglass base rails, trimless edges, DuPont automotive finish. Enjoy the safety and superior advantages Lear offers. We'll even take $100 off with a purchase of a shell and liner. Visit our website at smithsultimate.com or call us at 505-332-1403 to begin your journey today with Smith's Ultimate Linings. Hi, I'm Kevin with Futons and Frames. We've been doing business in Albuquerque for over 30 years. We have the largest selection of futon frames in the state. Our futons are made right here in the USA. So if quality, service, and knowledge of product matter to you, then come on down to 4311 Manal or call us at 881-6863. 
Want the honesty, affordability, and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family-owned and operated since 1973, for all your plumbing needs. Reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Laguna, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast and reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. I need something sweet, chocolate, vanilla, fudge with fruit, nuts, cream jelly, mouth-watering, tingling, sensational, and I need it right now. Not just from anywhere, it must be the Candy Lady in Old Town, and they'll even deliver. Check out the Candy Lady at CandyLady.com. I got guns in my head and they won't go. Spirits in my head and they won't go. I got guns in my head and they won't go. Spirits in my head and they won't go. I've been looking at the stars tonight And I think, oh, how I miss that bright sun I'll be a dreamer till the day I die The Strumbellas there with spirits. Love that. I know. Like, I think, uh, Dow, do I uh, see your head popping? You really like that song, I think. I think that's a, that's a winner in the uh, D. Dowd Muska division. You're always teaching me this contemporary stuff. I like it. I like oh, it. The, I like all it. the new stuff. That's not that contemporary. That's uh, three, four years. I've been on oh. this sort of, uh, I think I think so. I don't know when it was. That was like four or five years ago. I think I actually... Uh, Heard that uh, on a show or some sort of promo or something. I'm like, I immediately shazammed it and bing bong, there you go. You're all right there with the Strombellas. Let's power through some news here this afternoon. We've got a lot to get to. How about you and I go back and forth? I've got to do a lot of talking here this evening. Uh, hopefully not that much talking, but, uh, you know, the assault on Backstreet Grill continues. Regardless of whether or not they're here, they uh, were a voice of liberty and staying open especially against the governor's restrictions at QB Channel 4, always carrying the torch for the Democrats and especially uh, the corruption here in the state. Can't wait for the Chris Ramirez questions to be fired off. I, I still love that that moment where he, he opened up. He goes like this, Dowd. He, he, he pulls out a paper. <laughs> I have a list. I have. Do you live at 101? Yeah, I can't even say my. Um, well, I can because everybody already knows it anyway. It's like. Yes, I'm here all the time, folks. Yes, I'm here at your radio station, the Kiva, all the time. Five for five oh five dot com. Um, but this is important because uh, Anna Garner, who we've had here we on on the uh, show several times, uh, decided to go ahead and apologize. And I think she just wanted to make a point. You should realize that Anna Garner probably her IQ is over one fifty. Okay, she just gets it. Uh, she she does. She gets things instantaneously. Her reactions. She's just quick on a lot of stuff and. She went off 
on the judges. And she said uh, that I just wanted to show them that you want to play insane. I can play insane too. So I wanted it to be shocking. And I think she got it. Uh, she got her point across and then she turned around and apologized. What can you tell us Dowd? Any, uh, any other fallout from this? Well, you know, Eddie, I just flagged this because it was a, a KOB uh, article that, that covered this. And I really wonder how often KOB covers uh, testy attorneys being called out by a judge. It just so happened that this, that, yeah. that this, this, particular counselor was involved in trying to promote our, our personal freedoms. And, and listen, I think she probably did go a little too far. I think anyone fighting. She Rona, she did. She, yeah. I mean, anyone fighting Rona insanity from a policy perspective, from a legal perspective, you yeah. just reach a breaking point. Um, and she did apologize to the judge after filing a, a, a very uh, explosive. She said, I liberally used a couple of uh, swear words. <laughs> she referred her. to face masks as Freedom face papers. Um, and listen, I, I, I in the policy world, you know, I'm not a lawyer, but we we're, we interact with the legal community at all, a lot of times. You got to understand that judge is the dictator in that courtroom, and you've got to be super yeah. polite. But you know, yeah. there comes a time when we all reach our breaking point. I think maybe a little bit of slack should be uh, extended to this attorney, uh, Eddie. The only time in my life I've ever actually been able to use the words "May I approach the bench?" I was uh, at a regulatory rulemaking <laughs> hearing, uh, which is very different from a criminal trial. But I actually okay. the, the the administrative judge was sitting at a card table uh, in a room somewhere in Santa Fe. And I, I went up to her and said, may I approach the bench, Your Honor? So you have to be, even I know, you have to be respectful. And I'm not yeah. exactly Mr. Polite. But, you know, I don't think you can blame Anna Garner too much for, for reaching her, her point of uh, frustration and rage. And, but it's just, Eddie, these kind of things I'm sure happen all the time in the legal field. Why does KOB cover this particular story I think we know what's going on here. Well, she's been on the uh, case for Backstreet, and KOB's on the case for Backstreet for a long time, and I think they wanted to see it through. It's important for them to have like a, a convincing public victory uh, in the in the court of uh, not the court of of New Mexico, but the court of public opinion. And with the news agency, you sort of get to create all of that. And I think it's important for people to just understand and realize that they're going to follow through. They're going to say that trust them. They're on your side. You know different. I mean, the lies that are perpetuated um, by uh, news organizations uh, has continued to be one of the things that I think is a big hindrance uh, here. You've got to fight back against all of that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, there's a reason why, you know, I've got guns in my head, too, <laughs> because you just feel that you just can't beat these guys. A lot of us are thinking along those terms. Yeah, lately. <laughs> yeah it really is kind of crazy. But uh, and here's the thing. She said uh, uh, Garner said she did a request. I withdraw it. I did withdraw it, but I meant every word of it. She wanted to make a point, And I think it's important that she preserves her free speech uh, within all of that, because here's a business that lost out uh, due to the governor's edicts that were pointed out. Remember, we are one of three states that remains under the emergency uh, declaration, uh, one of seven states uh, that has indoor masking. I'm going to continue to repeat that fact because I think it's really, really important uh, that we get that out. But there's also the, the uber super compliant. And these are the feel good stories that the news media wants to champion. They yep. want to go ahead and champion this stuff. And they did it with a, a, a restaurant by the name of Frenchish. Uh, a business I will not be uh, ever going to. I can Me assure either. you of that. I don't. I don't care how much. And Jennifer James and her, and I think I've eaten at her. She had a place called Gray's some time ago, and I was trying to like make up my mind what what she was trying to achieve with all of that stuff. It, it was like a funny green plate with stuff, and I'm like, this is not food that I can relate to, and it's hardly New Mexican. And this I'm sure that, food. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I didn't know what it was, but I was not interested. And so the business, you know, inevitably shut down 
you know, I think because a lot of people probably had the same reaction. And, you know, people in New Mexico are foodies, a little bit different. We don't have the cosmopolitan New York City, you know, Toronto style uh, type of uh, dining here. So those don't do very well. Um, but here's KOAT trumpeting the fact that she's only allowing people who are only vaxxed to go to. I mean, it must be nice to have that kind of money. Uh, you know, after, and here's the funny thing. You have businesses like French's who are Frenchish. Is that, did I get that right? I think so. You know, you have the supporters of a, of a restaurant like Backstreet Grill are the, are the supporters of people who say those restaurants should stay open. They should continue to be open. They should remain open. You're hurting their business. And then you've got the, you know, a-hole guys over there who are the zero sum game. They're probably calling the uh, governor's hotline and and calling it. Sh- I want to shut down my competition. Yeah, we're not open. Nobody should be open. And then they're the same group of people who are going to implement dumbass policies like this, where you're saying we have to be vaxxed to go into your business. Now they're welcome to operate that way. You have the right to refuse or only give service to whomever you like. Uh, that's fairly well within your rights. But I think making the stand for free publicity to do this thing. I think this is not be a, a place that is in the spirit of, you know, uh, of being al- aligned with the rest of the restaurants, not just the restaurants who are part of the restaurant association, but the rest of the restaurants who are literally fighting for their life. Mm-hmm. One of the big things that I'm talking about within uh, my mayoral is the cloud kitchen um, because right. we get all these people can, and you know what that is. I've talked oh, about yeah. the concept and yep. we've got to usher this food out and I will continue to talk about it. I wrote about it in my answers. It's part of my platform. It's part of my policies, all that stuff that I've put out put that out there uh, because we got to keep our food. Our food is what creates the culture in this place. Frenchish I've never even heard of. So in my opinion, uh, I don't know what your thoughts are on this dad, but this is just a PR son. Yeah. And I, I think what, what stood out to me more than anything else with this coverage. And, and again, it's just the media, our brain dead media feeding, whatever the dominant narrative coming out of New York and DC is yeah. uh, instead of going out and doing actual journalism. And this quote from one of the co-owners it was the least selfish thing we could do for our staff and our guests. Um, watch that language, folks. Least yep. selfish thing. What, what do we hear more than anything else? Those of us who refuse to get the syringe, uh, you're selfish. You're putting other people in harm's way. Uh, people, many people know about my obsession with the, 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 the psychology of liberalism and the psychology of conservatism and the psychology of libertarianism. Uh, liberals care about fairness and compassion, what they define as fairness and compassion. This is a narrative that is working very well for the control freaks in our society by, by tying into this natural inclination that a lot of people have to be, feel compassion, to feel that people are being discriminated against. And this co-owner bought Without her even knowing it, she bought into it 100% by saying, "This is we're not being selfish like those other places. You know, we're we're protecting you." Instead of looking at the data and showing, oh, for example, what the New York Times has uh, reported on, there's never been one documented case of a person getting uh, coronavirus from a surface, for example. You know, I mean, we know that these are these are ridiculously bogus arguments. But if as long as we're drowning in emotion world and fairness and compassion, uh, co-owners like this woman, Jennifer James, are going to buy into this. And, and sadly, I guess a lot of her clientele will as well. But uh, I won't be swinging by that restaurant anytime soon. And I I would encourage the, the listeners to ignore them as well. And ladies and gentlemen, continue to ignore the Chevron station at Fourth and Alameda. They are <laughs> they are mask Nazis there. <laughs> <laughs> the best. Okay, so let's go. Let's go back to this. Um, and and here's a person who commented, Sarah Aragon. She says, "I know a lot of people who are not for the shot. It's going to cause them to lose a lot of business." 
And then the two owners said, we hope that other business can follow their lead. Uh, you shouldn't encourage anything other than just to worry about what's in your own sandbox. If it's operational, you can do it, then that's great. But if you're trying to make a political statement with a business that's not exactly thriving, especially coming out of COVID-19, I think it's nothing more, I want to reiterate, than a PR stunt. Mm -hmm. um, 10,000 waves. Uh, would you disagree with that? I think it's free publicity. How, how did this story become a story, Dad? Let's, let's just start it's right It's virtue there. signaling plus marketing, I guess. Plus marketing, yeah. I think that's exactly what this is. I mean, and the two owners of this particular restaurant should be ashamed of themselves for taking advantage of it. They shouldn't be, they, they shouldn't care about anything other than people's money is green and someone likes their food and they yep. cater to all people. What they d definitely did is they said that these people are welcome and these people are not. So I don't know if anybody is, we did this, this is why we protested at the state fair. And I think it's really important uh, to denote the fact that we know that the State Fair of New Mexico became the Hate Fair of New Mexico because they hated on the people who were unvaccinated or didn't want to whatever comply with whatever's there. And so now it's only for a certain class of people that want to agree. Meanwhile, I'll reiterate, you have 107,000 people who showed up uh, to college. Uh, what was it? Uh, what's the name of uh, Penn State? Oh, Penn State, yeah. yeah you Nitt saw Nittany that. Lions, right? yeah. The Nittany Lions, yeah. They had 107,000 people there. You know, they've removed the emergency, they, that it sold out two weeks early, all this kind of stuff, and people are getting together. So, you know, I don't know what mentality we have here in the state, but we have to shake it. Why is the politics so much more important than it is anywhere else? Uh, 10,000 waves, you know, I'll never go there. That's uh, wherever that's. I have no interest in going to a hotel, spa, and restaurant in Santa Fe with a silver-haired pony crowd, crowd to run around with my mask on and make sure that I'm back. It's just not going to happen. Well, Eddie, you, you make know, a great you just, point. You, you just won't get my business, and I know you won't get a lot of other people's business. And unless people are standing up and calling out these people for who they are, uh, uh, virtue signalers and people who are just getting free PR, then they're going to continue. You're going to see this type of behavior rep replicated. Most restaurants that you go into, most businesses that you go into, they don't even care if you have a mask on. They really don't. And it's not uh, – right now we have – no health secretary. We have no epidemiologist. No one can challenge this stuff. We just have an edict that comes from the governor because she kind of thought so. And it literally is because she kind of thought so. I, I know somewhere within the resignations of both of those health secretaries, you know, if they thought that the work was important enough that they were being listened to, I think they would have gone with it. But they probably adamantly uh, disagreed with Michelle Lujan Grisham. Nobody ever got to the bottom on an exit interview. Did they? Did anybody do an exit interview with the health secretary? And make the determination that, hey, you know what, uh, why, the, why is this woman leaving at the, during this time in a time of crisis when this, her job could not be any more important? Right? I think that that's important. Well, Eddie, you, 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 what you said a minute ago I really resonated with me. I jotted down a couple of notes here. You know, we do seem, I won't say we, but lots of people in New Mexico seem to be unusually compliant uh, with government dictates. Don't we hear terms like the city different? Albuquerque, people come to New Mexico and they can be themselves. Uh, it's we have a different way of life here. We 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 treasure quirkiness and difference, and we celebrate diversity here. Why, in a state that alleged, at least on a surface level, seems to uh, embrace disagreement and difference, and even though we all still get along, hopefully, is compliance at this level where we actually celebrate compliance? Um, you know, I'm a libertarian iconoclast. I I can never understand going along and getting along. But doesn't that, if we're one of the more compliant states in, in the country, doesn't that 
violate New Mexico's principles of u- uniqueness and, and questioning things? I, I don't know. It's uh, interesting yep. insight. <laughs> interesting insight, to say the least. I'm, I'm going back and forth. we got something that we got to talk about uh, here, uh, probably another show. But let's go to the vaccination deadline looming for the New Mexico universities. This one put out by KRQE. You want to talk about the same thing? It's the same mentality, right? It is, again, going after a class of people. And remember, the governor of the great state of Arizona, Ducey. I, I don't know. Am I echoing, Dowd? Everybody can hear me? Fine. Yeah, okay, good. I want to make sure everybody can hear me fine. Um, but Doug Ducey said that there will be no pandemic, or excuse me, no vaccination uh, requirement, and there will be no uh, masking requirement. And they, uh, it was strictly prohibited. They did the same thing in the state of Florida as well. So DeSantis and Ducey have both... Uh, done that yet in New Mexico, you know, we're losing students. I think we lost uh, nearly 5,000 students at the University of New Mexico this year alone. You know, that certainly is is part of that. Um, You know, we're going to continue to see this as long as you don't have anybody fighting back against it, Doug. Yeah, and and why we just talked about job growth not happening in New Mexico. (laughs) We're still behind after a year and a half. A year and a half, we still have fewer jobs than when all this insanity started. Why Why would you hand people another reason to not come to your state. There's a strong linkage between uh, the y- young people who come to a college, they get an internship, they might be at a company, they might meet a professor who acts as a mentor, and soon, you know, before you know it, you're living in that state. Uh, happened, um, a lot of people I grew up with and, and, and were friends with ended up living where their college was, or they maybe stayed in graduate school and, and, and ended up working for the university. Why are we giving young people, the kind of people who presumably are going to be productive, they're trying to get a degree in higher education, we're giving them one more reason to avoid New Mexico. Uh, one more reason. Not just lack of job opportunity, but uh, scaring you and forcing a vaccine uh, mandate on you when there's all kinds of objections, uh, religious and otherwise, or just common sense objections. Eddie, at UNM, according to this story, you will be disenrolled from the university as of November 5th. That's right. If you don't comply. You either got to get the syringes or you got to get your weekly tests, which I believe would probably be the PCR test, which we know is very close to worthless. Um, and you are on your way out, kids, as of November 5th, which is, you know, we're halfway through September. November Just long enough to collect off. your full tuition, though. <sighs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> remember, there's always that return of tuition deadline. At least I used to remember it. I never needed it back, mm-hmm. but um, there you go. So, uh, and they're, even they're... scarier, at, at, at State, down in Las Cruces, they've got yeah. this ridiculous tracks thing. It's going to be a spreadsheet where they're going to know who's vaxxed and, and who's not. Uh, John Webster, the COVID-19 project manager, uh, they're going to put things in Excel, according to this guy. They're going to know the status of each individual. And of course, the goal is to ensure compliance. I don't know. I kind of thought America was about freedom, not compliance. Well, uh, this ain't America. This is New Mexico right now, unfortunately. And we are adopting not American values. Most of the country, wide open, ready for business. For some reason, New Mexico thinks it's part of some entire uh, totalitarian state uh, in some other part of the, the world. Uh, we have to stop, you know, adopting this these uh, crazy policies. So the Vax tracks is just another one, say, of, of contact tracing. Uh, what do we know about contact tracing when it was implemented last year with Michelle Lujan Grisham? We knew that it didn't work. We knew that there was nothing there. We knew that it was impossible to implement, that we know that people were uh, writing down false names, false email addresses, false phone numbers, uh, and there was no actual methodical way because there was no cooperation from the restaurants. They're not going to make these people go ahead and sign in. In fact, if you walked into restaurants or stores or anything else, 
no one would the person at the front. You're going to let someone who's getting paid minimum wage or, you know, let someone who's, you know, will you make sure to sign in to reinforce this stuff? It's just totally, totally insane. Uh, and now here we are. What, what is the one sickness that disappeared all of last year? And they've got an explanation for it. These, these liberals, they wait all year long to come and tell you about, you better get your flu shot. Get ready. Better get your flu shot. They're now starting to talk about the flu again because they realize that there's a majority of people who are no longer masking up. Run around. Go see what's happening. And if you're in your car masking up, you're an idiot. Okay, Just just let, let you know. You might not know this yet. And even if I tell you, you won't think you're an idiot. You're still an idiot. Uh, it's bad. Bad, bad, bad for you specifically. You're rebreathing and all that stuff. And God even knows when's the last time you, you washed that disgusting uh, uh, mouth cloth that's in, in front of you. But the health professionals are now... <laughs> Did you hear all that down? Are you yeah, good with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what else to call it anymore. It's just, it's gross. It's nasty. Do not bring in your mouth cloth in here. I think it's, it's disgusting. But now the health professionals are starting to return, uh, talk about a, a return of the flu season. And there, re- there was no flu season like all last year. Anybody who actually had the flu last year was immediately diagnosed with what? COVID. You got it. COVID. Got it. So uh, they're already putting that uh, information out there. Um, but... I'll leave it to KOAT, as always, to go ahead and uh, put together their fact versus fiction directly from the CDC, an organization of which we have now determined that we cannot con- we cannot trust and we cannot control, and only a few smattering of states are really following uh, their quote-unquote science. Uh, and uh, KOAT had some recommendations for our population here in the state of New Mexico now. Yeah, I mean, Dr. Barry Ramo is becoming, I, I, I guess, our own little sort of Fauci fascist. He's popping up in, in report after report after report. They admit, Eddie, that the previous flu season, 22,000 deaths in America, which is actually a low number. Uh, I've seen it as high as maybe some really bad flu years. And Dr. Eden talks about the dry tender concept, about yeah. sometimes if you have a light year, uh, you might have a very heavy year after that. I think I've seen numbers where it's been like 70,000, 80,000 Americans die in a, in a flu season. Last year, 700 Americans died from the flu. It, was, it just disappeared. It just totally disappeared. Wait, wait, um, that's a reduction. Let's just do that. Can we do the math? Can we do the math and the number of, uh, of uh, this is really important. Let's, let's do this. Okay, so we went from eighty thousand, right? Uh, so we're going to here, yeah. Uh, Seven hundred people in all last year. Uh, generally, eighty thousand on any given year. Uh, that is, uh, wow. I don't even know how to. It, there's that is a ninety nine point two percent drop. Wow. Ninety eight point two percent drop uh, year over year in the number of, of deaths uh, due to flu. Uh, and we know exactly why, according to Dr. Barry Ramo, who, who can be trusted on everything, this, yes. this fraud of a physician, hmm. because people were wearing masks, and that made oh, the flu disappear. It was. Oh, so now we're wearing the, the, the mask not because of COVID anymore. Now we're wearing it because of the flu. <laughs> well, you know. No, Dr. Barry Ramo hates me. He loves going on uh, the big stick uh, uh, and talking about, oh, well, who's that crazy guy who's unvaxxed and isn't masked? And, you know, anyway. You know, in order for me to participate next week, I got to get the, I got to get a test. Oh. In the Chamber of Commerce, KKOB, isn't that? Make sure that Q-tip goes way up the nose. <laughs> That's gonna be crazy. So I got to go. Can I do those self-administered ones and then send it in? Oh, I wouldn't trust you. Eddie. There's no way they wouldn't trust yeah. you. They wouldn't trust you. <laughs> <laughs> that should be done publicly. I guarantee it. They're gonna say that I came back positive if I were to use their guys, and then immediate right. 
I can I can just see it. Well, I'll tell you, Eddie, it's so crazy. And and uh, my sister, you know, when my sister and brother-in-law came here a couple weeks ago, and you made me go to Las Vegas uh, with them, they had to before they could go back to the UK in New York City, they had to get their PCR tests. And if they had tested positive, which they didn't, they would have had to have quarantined themselves for 14 days before going back to their home country. Which, you know, for a lot of people, that means 14 days of hotel costs. I mean, my, my sister and brother-in-law could have stayed at the farm in Connecticut. They could have stayed with my other sister in New Jersey. They wouldn't have had to pay anything. But that's how insane things are going. It's insane. Oh, there we go. Uh, Sandra just texted in, don't do the natal swab, get the saliva test. All right. So there you go. I think that's uh, awesome. Uh, let's see. Uh, Vance Joy. Uh, oh, yeah, that's interesting. Okay, good. We'll, 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 I'll play a little. Take a couple of uh, requests as well. Uh, let me let me uh, get some more of your uh, texts and calls. Let's see. Don't do the navel swab. Get the saliva test. Let's see. Jennifer James is a well-known chef in Albuquerque. Uh, very talented. So I'm disappointed with her discriminating against people who had COVID and don't need the shot. She can make her choice, just like I choose to spend my money where businesses welcome me with open arms. Wow. Oh, somebody just actually sent me the link for the saliva test. Uh, there is a slight echo. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, gross. You know what's funny about 10,000 ways? You have to wear a mask, but you have to wear a bathing suit. <laughs> Gross. That is weird. But people running around in a bathing suit? Wait, wait, wait. You have a bathing suit and you're wearing a mask? Oh, my gosh. That's like, that might be the stupidest thing I may have ever heard or seen. Just the visual in my head was enough. Ugh. Eddie, why? Do you think? Oh, my God. Yeah, I went a step further down. I went down the deep, dark rabbit hole. Do you think that there's actually people who are um, having relations with each other with their masks on? Ooh. Okay. Naked gun, the, the full body prophylactic. Yeah. What do you uh, think? Okay. All right. That, yeah. that, that, that's the first time that entered my brain, and I had to stop. That's, in, that might in, be the. Yeah. In deep blue zip codes? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <clears throat> <laughs> <clears throat> Eddie, wife and I just got back from a five-day vacation in Arizona. Went there because I'm not supporting a state that wants me to mask up while spending my cash there. Interesting conversation with two other couples from Cincinnati and Bama while on a wine tour. Both of them mentioned looking at Santa Fe but opted for Sedona because of COVID restrictions. Didn't wear a mask anywhere the whole time there. When will New Mexico learn? Well, when they elect me, I'll tell you that much right now. Oh, that'll, that's when they'll learn. That's a good one. I like that. Uh, let's see. Those Haitians are some serious. Wow. I can't say all this <laughs> stuff. Come on, man. Can't talk about Del Rio. Uh, yeah, we will talk about uh, my illegal <laughs> immigrant uh, policies. Uh, we will talk about that another another time. That's my, my uh, Scott. Let's see. This is a funeral director. Donna Looney blows the whistle on COVID. Ooh. This one from Odyssey, O-D-Y-S-E-E dot com. One of those URLs that'll be alive for one year, and then you'll have to go back and say, where did I see that? Where did I read that again? Oh, my gosh. This is hilarious. Look at this. It's a picture of of Drake, you know, with his hand shunning. And it says, <laughs> wait, wait, you got to see this. Look, look at that on there. Can you see that, Dad? Oh, yeah, yeah. And him shunning Manny, and then it's got to be saying, hey, Manny Pacquiao. I wonder who's taller, Manny Pacquiao or Manny Gonzalez? In a fight, who would win? Which Manolo? Very good. That's easy. Pacquiao was bad. He was a badass. He was. He was a badass. We're going to watch him. We're going to get the pay-per-view, no? 
It's going to be awesome. I think we can gamble on that this year. You know. Let's see. Uh, New Mexico switching to 10-digit dialing. On April 24th, the Federal Communication Commission states that you must be 10 digits. There you go. Yeah, that is weird. Oh, my God. My head is going into so many different ways right now. I cannot even tell you. Like, I had, like, three things I wanted to say. All of them would violate FCC violations. All three of them would. <laughs> you and Anna Garner are me, out of control lately. <laughs> this, is, this is where I have to say a prayer. Let me say, Dowd, say a few things. I'm going to say a prayer. So, so God may guard my mind and my mouth. Go ahead, Dowd. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to keep up with all of our content here on the Rock of Talk, go to rockoftalk.chat. That's C-H-A-T, rockoftalk.chat. 15 cents a day. You get all the content. You get the original research, the commentary, the show notes, uh, the podcast. You get it all, ladies and gentlemen, 15 cents a day. And one of the ways you can afford that is to <clears throat> cut the cord, cancel your newspaper subscriptions, and keep all of that poisonous corporate media out of your brain yes or just bad thoughts one our father one hell mary i think that did it i think that did it i really just did that and i'm gonna have to stall out here <laughs> call it here in the kiva go ahead hi there eddie this is jake dowling um i met you at the uh, state fair protest on saturday hey jake, um, really jake from state team. farm calling at 2 a.m what's going on jake how are you <laughs> I've shed I've shed my khakis. I'm in my uh my loungewear. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> what are you wearing? What are you wearing, Jake from State Farm? <laughs> some uh, some gym rat clothes. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. Lift it. Which uh which gym do you which anti-masking anti-vaxxing gym do you do you go to? You know, um, I, I'm not currently located in Albuquerque. I'm, I'm oh, uh, moving okay. there shortly. Oh, so I'm just hey. yeah, I'm just using good old uh, you know outdoors hills, running hills, jumping jacks, you know, doing doing things like that. So oh, you're gonna do like uh, what do they call those? The marathon mans or the gladiator guy? Are you one of those kind of guys? You're all tough mutter. Yeah, there you go, tough mutters. <laughs> I'd like to, I'd like to be for sure. Oh, that's sweet. All right, what's on your mind, Jake from State Farm? Go ahead. Well, I, uh, I'm really supportive of your movement. Um, and, and I, I definitely want to, you know, jump on board and, and, you know, promote, uh, liberty for New Mexicans and, um, in particular those in, in Albuquerque as it relates to what you're running for. Well, thank you. Um, and then the, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and then, uh, at this point in time, um, I want to raise awareness for the um, University of New Mexico vaccine mandate. Okay. And this is in, in effect uh, supposedly on September 30th. And I am helping lead a charge uh, for the student body, um, you know, with uh, protesting. Um, so we're, we're protesting. Uh, our grand finale is going to be uh, this Friday from 9 to uh, uh, noon. And we're going to march around campus and we'll meet in front of the UNM bookstore right off of Central. And we're going to march around campus, um, you know, fighting for our right um, and the right to uh, choose the, the quote unquote vaccine. Now, that's one component. Another one is uh, we are looking forward to uh, filing a preliminary injunction against UNM. I've okay. offered to meet with them and try to settle peacefully in terms yeah. of, you know, no, no court business, but that 
that meeting request was denied by office, um, you know, of the president. And yeah. so next steps moving forward would, would be, you know, filing a class action lawsuit. So I want to just let everybody know if, if you're interested in, in, you know, supporting this movement, um, we do have a, uh, Give, send, go. It's a Christian uh, GoFundMe, if you will. Okay. I'd be happy to share that information if people yeah, are interested. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, they're interested. Go ahead and, and share it uh, slowly twice, please. Cool. Um, give, G-I-V-E, send, S-E-N-D, G-O, dot, com, forward slash, G, two, eight, G H. One more time. That is givesendgo.com. G I V E S E N D G O dot C O M forward slash G two eight G H. And if you have any questions um, about that information, you can reach me at my email address. Jacob Dowling 33 at gmail.com. That's J A C O B D O W L I N G 33 at gmail.com. Great stuff. Jake, thanks so much. Good meeting you. And uh, we'll see you at uh, one of these events. Thanks for picking up the ball, uh, having enough courage to do so. And, uh, you know, fighting back. That's what it's going to take. Fight for the 505 and fight for yourself. I appreciate you. Amen, brother. Look forward to seeing you next time. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Good stuff. I uh, love those kind of calls. Uh, somebody came in uh, very pointed, very directed, and is, is fighting back. Uh, speaking of fighting back, I mean, it's not just that. It's actual just events that are happening. The Albuquerque Balloon Fiesta uh, has now established uh, exacting COVID-19 protocols two weeks ahead of time. And uh, what did uh, they decide to go ahead and roll out? Dad? What's that look like uh, right now? We know that uh, uh, the turnout is going to be less than what it was probably back in 2019. And certainly a hell of a lot more than 2020 when nobody went. Uh, yeah. Nobody, yeah. But well, what we, is saw some, we saw some uh, coverage. Oh, just very quickly, Eddie, I'm going to have that website, that funding website, and uh, Jake's, uh, Jacob's email address in the show notes tonight. One oh, more reason you. to subscribe, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I checked out the website, and it's exactly what he said it is, and the donations are starting to come in, and that's excellent, excellent news. Uh, on the Balloon Fiesta, we had a story about a week ago on hotels – either not booking as many guests as they're used to, yes, or some right. people even canceling yeah. reservations that they had made. Um, I haven't had time to check it during the show, but the latest information I have, Eddie, is they're still not sure whether they're going to impose the vaccine mandate or not. Which after waiting to happen. is insane, because if you're in Missouri or New Hampshire or somewhere and you don't know, maybe you just call off your trip altogether because you don't want to get there and not be allowed in. Um, they are going to demand face masks and social distancing, but this is according to the latest news I had uh, I got from KOAT. Uh, city officials say COVID-19 vaccines may be necessary, but a final decision has not been made. We're less than two weeks away from this thing. Absolutely insane. Uh, they, they don't know what to do uh, because there's no science directives and things are going in all sorts of directions across the country. The narrative's falling apart. Dad. I think that's uh, I think we can all agree, at least on that. The narrative uh, coming from the left on masking and vaccine has completely and totally uh, falling apart. Is that is that accurate? Well, I I think more events like the Penn State game and people going out for fall pumpkin picking and all that kind of stuff. People want their lives back. And every day that you go do those events and somehow your children don't die and grandma doesn't die and you don't die, yeah. it just it's falling apart. 
It absolutely is. Uh, New Mexico United attendance down more than 30% since 2019. Um, is this, are they going to come out, uh, with a release stating that they did this on purpose because they, it was the unselfish thing to do? Oh, that's good. <laughs> I see what you did there. Well, I know what they're going to do. You know that that's how we're not greedy. We're not going to be on. So we can do it once we finally get past it, but they don't realize that they're part of the joke that they are never going to get past it. We've already changed the whole, um, argument, public dialogue on that as well, where, now reallocating $50 million for something else. The Albuquerque Journal not just had that, but the other stuff on Saturday. I'm looking at the journal uh, in general, and what I'm seeing from the journal is they do most of their quote-unquote truth and news reporting. seems to be mostly reserved for a Saturday now. Oh. Yeah. So uh, some of The least stuff. read day of, of reading. <laughs> yeah, the least read day of reading. That is exactly right. No, I mean, I... Eddie, I'd like to say that I feel so bad for our friend Peter Trevisani, but um, 30% down there, averaging now 8,400 fans instead of 12,000 uh, 12, fans. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you and I are big fans of the New Mexico United. They they do so much for the community here, like um, Pride Week um, uh, and the uh, BLM uh, toolkit. Hear about it? I don't want. Yeah, uh, and then they also what was the other one? They they up. sent out the uh, the lawyers' uh, contact information if you're arrested. Uh, oh, Jacob Candelaria? Violence, yeah. Jacob yeah. you mean yeah, so they did, they Jacob Candelaria, who, who yeah. is uh, constantly attacking um, his own party and Michelle Obama? <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah, they're, they're good community leaders, I, BLM. Greg Baca did a press release, who's a Republican out in Valencia County, and got together, I believe, with Jacob Candelaria. I'm like, <laughs> talk about a lack of judgment. Come on, bro. Come on. Don't do anything with that guy. That's, uh, that's uh, one kind of reaching across the aisle you do not want to do. <laughs> Whoa! I'm so glad you finished that last three words by not saying something else. Uh, we'll just put it. We'll leave it there. I'm a professional. <coughs> Airball. Uh, Eddie, while the narrative is falling apart, the labs aren't paying attention. We know that. Top golf for sale for $60 million. <laughs> uh, I think Trudy Jones voted for that too there. I uh, so, yes, yes. I'm pretty sure. Uh, and then it's on its way. Maybe a good commercial real estate deal there. <laughs> <laughs> Glad the Albuquerque pack taxpayers gave them money. That's what we do. Hey, just back from Montana, Eddie. Uh, masks were few and far between. Lots of smiles. Yeah, Eddie, the testing station at the Bloom Park will let you self-administer your nose swabs. Just take your dog along. <laughs> <laughs> Stick it in your dog's nose. <laughs> Wearing masks and not face to face. All tests for COVID nineteen are EUA. Does not matter who certifies it. Okay. Oh. Eddie, no bathing suit, all nude. Let the burrito fly. <laughs> I think it's we'll Monday, it. ladies and gentlemen. It is Monday. <laughs> we've already gotten that far. My gosh. All right. Uh, we'll see you bright and early uh, tomorrow. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in right here into the Kiva. We've got the debate, which will uh, basically uh, keep up the third hour. Thanks, everybody, on AM1600KIVA, ABQ.FM, RockOfTalk.com. So third hour debate up next. I was scared of dentists and the dark I was scared of pretty girls and starting conversations All my friends are turning green You have a magician's assistant in their dream
KIVA Albuquerque. So in alphabetical order, we have candidate Eddie Aragon. He's the owner of a radio station and a talk show host. Welcome, and how are you doing this evening, sir? Good evening, everybody. Uh, I'm Eddie Aragon. I am the owner of the Rock of Talk, which is an AM radio station here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And I'm 11th generation New Mexican. Father hey, of two. We're going to get to your opening statements in just a okay. sec. I, I, I just wanted to do a sound check. Uh, here. Okay, I didn't know. I thought we were start right off. Thank you. There, but uh, we'll get back to you in just a sec. Candidate Manny Gonzalez is the Bernalillo County Sheriff. Welcome this evening, sir, and how are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, and we can hear you just fine. Thank you so much. And finally, candidate Tim Keller is the mayor of Albuquerque. How are you this evening? Good evening. Good to see everybody. All right. Thank you so much, and we can hear you as well. So to start our discussion tonight, we would like each of you to make an opening statement, introducing yourselves and your campaigns. We will do so in alphabetical order uh, one more time before we start switching things up. You each have two minutes, and we will begin with Mr. Aragon. Take it away. Yeah, thank you, uh, Mr. Rice. I appreciate it. Uh, I am Eddie Aragon, as I stated before, 11th generation Mexican care deeply, as uh, do all of our candidates, about uh, this great city, which is why we're all running for mayor. And uh, I'm excited about the opportunity. And uh, I'm the father of two, a uh, graduate of St. Pius X High School, uh, a student of both uh, public and private school, and a graduate of the University of New Mexico with degrees in uh, political science and economics. And I got to tell you, uh, looking at the state of our city, the state of our state, but particularly the largest population in the entire state, uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, we have suffered. And I know that we are all going through this, uh, both uh, due to the uh, corona pandemic, uh, as well as the lack of economic growth that that is not just brought on, but th that has been induced uh, even before that lost decade that we have all uh, inherited. I'm just going to make a brief statement about my candidacy and what I'm doing. And uh, we are all about going from failure to first. It's going to take generations. Uh, we're not even an average city at this point. Uh, Albuquerque is a place that I am certainly proud to be from, proud of, but this is a very difficult time to, for many people to go ahead and be proud of Albuquerque because a lot of people are picking up and leaving. You know people, I do as well. We have the five C's that we're focused on in terms of our, and of course, we're running the city of Albuquerque. Uh, the two gentlemen who are my opponents uh, are already doing so, and I'd like the opportunity to express my vision on behalf of the city of Albuquerque. The second C, of course, is crime. That's one of the things, I appreciate that, that one of the things that we have talked about uh, at length, uh, record homicides at 86. Commerce, business, as a business person, as a business owner, you've seen that suffer. 
Uh, and of course, corruption. That has been a huge deal here in the city of Albuquerque. And so when I express my point very simply, the five points, uh, that's what I'm running on here in the city of Albuquerque. Thank you. All right, thank you very much, Mr. Aragon. Mr. Gonzalez, your opening statements, two minutes. Yes, thank you for having me. Uh, I'm Sheriff Manuel Gonzalez III. I was born and raised in Albuquerque. Uh, shortly after I graduated from high school, I went to the United States Marine Corps and served there honor honorably and meritoriously. Uh, I have a beautiful family. Uh, in my upbringing, I was raised to have uh, work hard and, and, I, and serve people. Uh, through that time, uh, after I came back from the United States Marine Corps, I happened to pursue a career in law, and I've been serving there for 30 years. But I've also had the opportunity to spend 20 years. And I'm bringing these two different things I've been very successful in to to the candidacy of mayor. But that's not the way it always was. When I first took office on January 1st, 2015, very demoralized, second-rate, uh, very poli uh, politically polarized department. And also the county was facing a major deficit. But I didn't run away from those challenges. What I did is we did more with less. And I had a vision and a plan for the sheriff's office. More importantly, I have the success of doing that that no other candidate has had. And I want to be able to transfer those skills to those two or those three major things that my platform's about. One being first and foremost is crime, it's homelessness, and the third is jobs in the economy. That thing would bode more well for this for the citizens who I put first and not politics, unlike other candidates. The leadership that Albuquerque needs to be successful because we need to take this opportunity for everybody to thrive and re restore Albuquerque to the crown jewel of the Southwest. Thank you. All right, thank you, Mr. Gonzalez. And a quick note, I've noticed a couple of people in the chat saying that they can only see my face on their Zoom feed. Uh, first of all, I want to apologize for that. Uh, you, you, could, you could do better on this Zoom call. Uh, but second, if, if any of the other hosts know if that's a problem we can handle or if that's a problem on, um, on an individual's uh, Zoom, uh, you, you've been given an FYI there. All right, uh, we conclude the opening statements with Mr. Keller. You have two minutes. Thanks so much, Peter, and good evening, everyone. Uh, it's been my honor uh, to serve as your mayor the last four years, and I think folks are pretty familiar with my background, but was born and raised in Albuquerque as well, and I uh, have two young children uh, attending APS schools. And when I think back about four years ago, you know, I asked voters to trust me to lead, and I pledged that we would face our toughest challenges head on and that we would dig deep and address root causes on crime, homelessness, jobs, and security, and that we wouldn't shy away from tough decisions. And I think we've honored that commitment and respected the magnitude of those challenges with resolve and dedication, not with one-liners and sound bites about how easy it is to address any of this, because none of these are easy problems to fix. Now, last year, COVID-19 pandemic also presented a crisis like no other. And we worked hard to make decisions that saved lives and livelihoods and to keep us safe. We're starting to do that again as the pandemic comes back. So we've changed our city's approach to policing with the, the, the new uh, community safety department. 
We also continue our commitment to adding resources, whether it's for diversion or whether it's everyday officers on the street. We stepped up and we have put out a vision and purchased the Gateway Center to find meaningful answers for homelessness. And we also know that we have announced thousands of good paying jobs coming to Albuquerque's working families, more than have been announced in the last decade combined. So with revitalized public safety efforts and what we're doing with homelessness and jobs, I believe this is on top of our nationally leading sustainability efforts. And so now is the time to continue going in the right direction, to keep moving forward and hit the accelerator and not move backwards. That's why I'm running for real life. All right, thank you very much. Uh, question one for the lot of you here tonight is about homelessness, uh, homeless encampments rather, that have become endemic in our area. Uh, they are a problem on several different levels, whether the goal is public safety, clean and walkable environments, appealing parks, a friendly business climate, or indeed a safe place for people without homes to be, the encampments are not helping us get there. What are your plans for dealing with homeless encampments throughout our, our area? And do those, in plan, do those plans include the creation of officially sanctioned camps, which are sometimes known as safe outdoor spaces? You have two minutes, and we will begin with Mr. Keller. Thank you for that question, and um, let me make sure I know you guys can hear me. Okay, so I support an all-the-above approach, and I think that's what you need. We have over 5,000 homeless people unsheltered in our streets, and I know that to try and help all of those 5,000 people, you have to do different things based on their unique situation. And so there are several things that we've been doing is, number one, you have to reach out and offer help. And that's why we've been increasing our community outreach officers, and that's part of even the new community safety department that we're building. And eventually, though, we still do enforce things like you can't have people camping in dangerous areas. And so we do have folks doing that, but there's a huge backlog. So against this backdrop, though, is, I think, a national situation coming out of the pandemic where homelessness is growing everywhere. And that's why what we have to do is we have to provide somewhere where they can go and where people can take them. And that's the idea behind the Gateway Center. The idea is you've got to have somewhere that's open 24-7 where folks can go voluntarily or our service outreach providers can take them and they can get shelter and then they can be triaged in terms of do they need behavioral health services? Do they need mental health services? Uh, do they need a housing voucher? Do they need job training? These are the kinds of things that we know we can offer, but we cannot do that until we have this 24-7 center. And that's why I stepped up after the voters approved it and purchased the old Gibson Medical Center so that we could build that facility. And I will tell you, until we have that, we are not going to make a major dent in our unsheltered population. All right, thank you. Mr. Gallen, Mr. Gonzalez, you are next with two minutes. Can you repeat the question just so I'm clear on it? Oh, sure. Homeless encampments have become endemic in our area. Uh, what are your plans for dealing with them? Uh, and do those include officially sanctioned uh, camps, sometimes known as safe outdoor spaces? Okay, thank you for repeating that question. So, we live in a checkerboard community, and I just want to make it very clear that this isn't a national epidemic. We do not have the same issue in Bernalillo County and the unincorporated areas because we have a very robust plan and service to provide help for those people that are in crisis. I don't necessarily uh, label them as people in ho as homeless, but they are people in crisis. 
I happen to sit on the President's Commission for Homelessness, Mental Illness, and Substance Abuse. And you have to be able to screen these people and provide them with the wraparound services that they need in order to identify their diagnosis on their issues. And so you're going to find out through screening and proactive mobilization of resources to include law enforcement, public health, behavioral health, 